The sun has set on an absolutely beautiful fall afternoon, and now it's under the lights. Here at Plymouth White Marsh High School, the LaSalle Explorers against the Vikings of Archbishop Wood. We'll now introduce you to our team here in the broadcast booth. Bob Long, alongside me is Rob Stott and Andrew Zarelli. And gentlemen, a, a big game this evening. And for both teams, up near the top of the state rankings, it's an opportunity, homecoming for LaSalle and the PCL opener for both teams to really make a statement. One of the main storylines to watch is definitely Archbishop Woods quarterback Anthony Russo, who last week against Archbishop Ryan went 15 of 18 for 378 yards and five touchdowns in their 41 to nothing route over Archbishop Ryan. Now, Rob, let's before the kickoff here. Here's some of your keys for the game this evening. Yeah, uh, Bob, for LaSalle, they're, they're Chris Ferguson, quarterback, is going to get a lot of different looks tonight. Uh, Archbishop Wood does like to play a lot of man to man here, um, so look for his wide receivers to try to exploit some some single coverage there and then also you know um, be careful with so they like to throw in some different looks as well so you know staying on his toes tonight it will be a challenge for Chris Ferguson we had a whistle as Savage approached the 40-yard line to deliver the opening kick Dan White is your head official this evening he's wearing the white cap and Huddling with a few of the other officials, it'll give us a chance to tell, tell you a little bit more about this Archbishop Wood team. They have earned seven straight Catholic League titles out of AAA. They are coached by Steve Deblin. He's been the head of the reins here since 2007, and they've been 9-3 and three or better each of the last 10 years. Really an incredible program in LaSalle here. After they played last year, and LaSalle was able to mount a rather large comeback and win that game, now looking to deliver another blow, this time at home, against Archbishop Wood. Savage to kick off for the Explorers, wearing their gold helmets, navy blue tops, and gold pants. Archbishop Wood in their black helmets and white tops and bottoms. We are underway. Savage delivers the kick out to about the five-yard line where it's received. Bounce to the outside to about the 15, now the 20. The Explorers defense try to string out the coverage, and they do. Jordan Johnson, the senior wide receiver, on the return for Archbishop Wood, and they'll get started at about their 27-yard line. One of the big stories here for uh, LaSalle's defense will be can their coverage keep uh, contain Russo and his the weapons he has on offense? Two weeks ago against Malvern, uh, whenever Malvern tried to take the top off of the defense, they were very close to having success, just inches on uh, a number of plays where there were about three passes downfield that Malvern receivers just couldn't get their hands on. So we have to look to see if Russo can take advantage of the South's coverage. Russo, an elite 11 quarterback, will start in the shotgun. He'll swing it out wide. That catch made by Blackshear. Makes two men miss. Now to the 50-yard line, down to the 40, to the 30. It's a foot race. Knocked out of bounds at the 21-yard line of LaSalle. They got the playmaker in space, guys, and Blackshear made a few men miss. Yeah, the, the Explorers defense there, you know, we just talked about them not letting guys get over the top. They missed a few, had a few missed opportunities against them two weeks ago, but there was just a nice getting a playmaker in space there for Wood, and they were able to exploit some missed tackles and get a nice game to kick this game off. 
Blackshear, one of the primary wide receivers for this Wood team. You'll also see number 18, Big Mark Webb at 6'5". James Gillespie, also number 11, we will see as well this evening. Russo, no diminutive figure himself at 6'4", 225 pounds, committed to Rutgers next year. This time, Wood in the I formation. They'll hand it off to the fullback right up the middle. Number 23, Ryan Barrett gets about a yard and then is stopped right at the 20-yard line. Sal's defensive line there got great penetration and just stuffed it right up the middle. And if you're LaSalle here, you definitely want to stop the run and try to make Wood as one-dimensional as possible, even though they do have an elite passing attack. If you can limit them down to one, one aspect of the game, you can definitely take advantage of that. Only 45 seconds into play here, but Wood has matriculated the ball 50 yards down the field. It's most of it on only one play, a screen play to Raheem Blackshear. Now second and nine, the down and distance. Wood going right to left on your radio dial. And it'll be Blackshear alone out of the Wildcat. Goes right up the middle. Gets hit by a wall at about the 16-yard line where he will be dropped. Bob, we're only less than two minutes into this game, and, and you can just, the atmosphere, you can sort of sense that it's a, it's a big one uh, for both sides here tonight. Third and five upcoming. Wood on their first drive of the game. Move the ball down the field behind their playmaker, Blackshear. The Explorers here have an opportunity to hold them to what would be a relatively difficult field goal opportunity, especially at this level. You'd be looking at 32 to 33 yards here. Russo in the shotgun. He'll lob it towards the corner, and it's caught by 18 Webb in the end zone for a touchdown. That was just great placement on the ball by Russo there, just right over the back shoulder for his receiver. He was able to beat Explorers defender and just haul it in. Yeah, just a beautiful play from Wood there, throwing the fade route to Mark Webb, number 18. And when you have someone that's 6'5", you're definitely going to take advantage of them, especially around the goal line. And Wood executes perfectly on that, uh, on that attempt. A picture-perfect first drive. Takes two minutes and I should say one minute and 51 seconds off the clock. The extra point by number 45, Dan Zanin, is up and good, the junior. And Wood has started this game off very assertively, and it's a 7-0 game now. So for the Explorers, they'll likely send Nick Rinella back to return. And guys, what does John Steinmetz tell this offense right now as they look like they may need to, uh, to answer in some way, shape, or form? Well, yeah, they do have to answer, but I think uh, it's very early, obviously, as you said, one minute and 51 seconds off the clock so far. There's plenty of time to get the ball down the field, especially with Cy Madden, Nick Ranella. You have your playmakers, and if Chris Ferguson can get them the ball, they can make some guys miss in an open space. We could be looking at a tie ball game pretty soon. Yeah, and it is, it, I mean, it is super early. You know, Coming into this game with a lot of excitement and energy, a lot of nervous energy, so... Um, once things sort of start get settled, settled down, they settle down a little bit and get into the flow of the game, I'm sure. Uh, well, hopefully, you know, drives won't look that easy, but. Dan Zanin set to address. Charles Heaton and Nick Ranella are deep for the Explorers. A short kick, it'll drop at about the 30-yard line, caught by number four, Walls. Walls makes one man miss and sneaks up for a yard or two to the 32-yard line, and the Explorers will start their first drive of the game going left to right on your radio dial under the direction of their quarterback. 
And I think what we'll see here out of Chris Ferguson, the junior quarterback for this team, is uh, I think he'll need the opportunity to throw a few more times. And uh, we'll see what he does with that. We'll say it's an opportunity for him. For sure. Uh, and, you know, he, he does have a lot of weapons around him, so uh, he doesn't have to do it all himself. But it'd be nice here as we get further into the season to see him sort of step up and put a little more of their success on his shoulders. Ferguson in the shotgun trips to the far side. Ferguson in trouble and goes down. Couldn't find anywhere to throw it, and the pocket collapses around him at the 29-yard line. And Wood starting this game off exactly the way they would want to, getting the sack on first down. And now you got to wonder, what, what are, what's LaSalle going to do in this scenario? Do you run the ball, try and get some yards back, and then maybe take a shot on third down? Kyle Johnson, the wide receiver, checks off. Liam Trainer, the tight end, comes in. And certainly an early substitution, but the pressure that that defensive line for Wood got, good to get a guy like Trainer in there on the offensive line. Now only two receivers out wide with Trainer on the line. The handoff inside to side Madden. Cuts up just past the 30-yard line. Gets back to the original line of scrimmage at the 31. It'll be third and 10 for the Explorers. Trailing by seven with 9.07 to play in the first quarter. Andrew, what type of play call do you see upcoming here? Third and 10, and we've seen the Explorers be conservative at times in certain situations like this. Do you think we see a pass here? I think we might see some kind of pass over the middle or maybe a screen pass out, out into the flats, trying to get the ball into the hands of maybe Nick Ranella or Charles Heaton, trying to get them a couple blocks to see if they can get down the field. But I uh, would not be surprised to see a draw play. Holland alone on the far side. Ranella comes in motion. The jet sweep to the far side. Cuts up just past the 30-yard line, and he'll go down at the 32. The Explorers did not get anything on their first series here, and they will be forced to punt. It's number 12, Mike Rasek. Back to return the punt here for Archbishop Wood. They will send Raheem Blackshear and Bobby Heck the punt. Comes to about the 35-yard line. It's dropped. Heck dropped it. And the referees will say that Heck was able to fall on top of it. Kevin Lajeunesse was right in there as the ball was dropped and looked to pry the ball loose, but I believe, and confirmed by Dan White and company, the officials, that uh, only after he was on the ground did that ball jar loose. That was a huge opportunity there for LaSalle to, you know, after a quick three and out, get an opportunity to, to force a turnover, but just unable to come up with it there. Absolutely, and should clarify, the, the initial drop was uncontested. That's an unforced error there by Heck. But then after he fell on it, it was Lajeunesse who was in there trying to pry. Just a little muffed punt. Now Russo will be under center in the I formation. Two tight ends on the end of the line. The handoff comes inside. Raheem Blackshear looks like once again on the carry. He gets about two yards just off the right tackle. We'll see him out of the backfield and as a wide receiver this evening, guys. A very, very versatile player. You'll see, we've seen Mark Webb obviously score the touchdown pass, more of an outside guy, but Blackshear, a guy that can play in a lot of places. 7.26 to play first quarter. Clock running after the first play of this drive. 
Second and eight. Once again, I formation. They fake the handoff, come to the outside. A lot of room for number seven, Sean Thompson, who was tackled just past the midfield stripe. Let's call it the 48, a first down for the Vikings. And on that play there, Bob, uh, Wood came out in a trip set to the left, and then they had a little bit of motion go on, and they ended up in the I formation, uh, which kind of threw off LaSalle's defense, confused them a little bit. You get the, the play action and the dump off into the flat for a nice gain. Couple of substitutions for Archbishop Wood. Mike Devlin, a senior wide receiver, as well as looks like Mark Schwartz, Max Schwartz, I should say, a senior tight end into the game. Two receivers to each side, a running back right next to Russo to his left. The handoff comes inside. That's Thompson, who gets hit right at the line of scrimmage and is able to shove forward for two yards. Number 77 for the Explorers, big Garrett Zobel there on the stop. And guys, a storyline that will affect both sides of the line for the Explorers is that uh, is that Matt McDermott is out of the game this afternoon. They were trying to see if they could get him on the field, but it just uh, unable, Andrew, to, to get him back out there. And what, what do you see that in terms of the impact this afternoon? Well, so far it's pretty apparent as the Explorers got shut down pretty well on their first drive and also on the defensive line. You know, they got bullied around a little bit. Um, Inside handoff, only about a yard. Now shoves forward for two. It'll be third and five. But yeah, going back to it, when you lose one of your senior captains for, uh, you know, for any period of time, especially for you know, a big game such as this, uh, definitely is going to have an effect on the morale of the team as well as the overall play of the offensive line. It's also unfortunate to, to see him go down on a night here where we have uh, his, his uncle, uh, Sean McDermott is in the crowd tonight watching. And we hope to be joined by Sean at halftime for some of his thoughts. A recent inductee to the LaSalle Hall of Athletics. Now Russo in the shotgun. He'll throw it up top. The one-handed attempt. James Gillespie goes off his hand and out of bounds at about the 20-yard line. It was a 20 to 25-yard shot down the field from Russo, and he's shown the ability to sling it. It will be fourth and five. Russo consulting with Devlin. And only now will be called off the field. I think Russo wanted to go for that one, guys. Yeah, I mean, they've gotten the push up on the offensive line and have shown the ability to, to really move the ball downfield on this defense so far on two drives. So, And they're in a spot of the field where, you know, a punt, you might only switch the field by a few yards. So... Sean Thompson is on to punt, took a look, thought about going for it, instead sends an end over end to the 10 yard line. Rennell makes a play, a big block at the 15 yard line. He's up to the 20 and he's grasped by the face mask and goes down. That'll be 15 yards and the LaSalle Explorers will start on the 35. And on that play, a little bit of trickery possibly uh, in, that was brewing before that play and that Sean Thompson, who's a running back and defensive end, uh, lined up to to uh, take the snap, uh, punts it short. Winston Eubanks able to throw a great block to spring Ronella, and Ronella gets brought down by his face mask. And uh, looks like we have, sorry, no, we do not have a player down. The Explorers were huddling by the sideline, but great job there by the Explorers getting blocks and getting Ronella upfield. Wood defense backing up as the officials are walking by them. As to where that spot will actually be, it'll be at the 34-yard line finally. The defense was huddled at about the 32. That's not going to work. 
Now for only the fourth time this year, we will see the Explorers go under center. This the I formation. Two receivers to the far side. The handoff to Cy Madden. Gets hit right at the line of scrimmage, but is able to keep the legs churning and trips up at the 44-yard line. Should say 39-yard line, a gain of five. It's still early, Bob, but I wonder if uh, that's something we're going to see a little more of tonight given the fact that, you know, um, the Explorers are going to want to try to take advantage of, um, you know, the, the offensive line situation. Um, get side Madden out and, and, and doing things for this team tonight. Two running backs in the backfield. Side Madden directly behind Ferguson. Ranella to his left. The handoff comes to side Madden. Cannot even get back to the line of scrimmage. Good penetration from the defensive line of Archbishop Wood. Tried to go right up the gut, and they were there to stop him. We'll be third in about seven. Explorers have yet to get past the 50-yard line in two opportunities here. Have spent the entirety of this first quarter, 4.15 to play in the first period of football. Spent all of that behind the midfield strike. Now they break the huddle. They'll send trips to the far side. Ball on the near hash. Troy Holland comes in motion, now Rinella as well. He will join Cy Madden in the backfield along with Chris Ferguson. Timeout will be called by the Explorers with 3.57 to play. Lots of motion and movement and not a lot happened quickly there, guys, but they'll have an opportunity to talk about this and see if they can earn themselves a first down. It's still early in the game, Bob, but this is sort of a big third down situation. Uh, you kind of want to see the Explorers build a little momentum on offense. They've sort of been shut down here by the wood, the, the wood defense. Um, so it would be nice to see a, a nice chunk of yardage gained here on, on, third, on an early third down. This Archbishop Wood team in their last three games, the first against Prep Charter, the second against West Catholic, and the third against Archbishop Bryan have outscored their opponents 145 to 14. Certainly not the type of teams that you'll see in the PIAA State playoffs where this LaSalle team expects to be. However, a lot to be said for those types of score lines and a lot for this LaSalle offense to have to deal with. It is, but you also go back to the Malvern game uh, two weeks ago now, uh, and that was a defense that had not been scored on to that point in the season. So you got to have some sort of faith here. You know, a top five in the state team with LaSalle, they'll be able to do something. Chris Ferguson in the shotgun trips to the far side. Coming across the middle, it's intercepted by number 10, Gianni Cruel. Cruel has a lot of room to the 35. Now down to the 20, to the 10, and knocked out of bounds at the eight-yard line of the LaSalle Explorers. Archbishop Wood is in business. That was just a play where Ferguson looked like he forced that one. There were two guys around his receiver, and it's, you're not going to have many, uh, many great nights throwing the ball like that. Now there is a flag down at the 28-yard line of LaSalle. That was almost certainly on the return. It was well behind the initial line of scrimmage and much further towards the wood sideline. So we think that they'll simply be backed up, but I think it will remain Archbishop Wood football. Dan White now on the call. A hold will be called against Archbishop Wood. They'll back him up 10 yards to the 38-yard line where the Vikings will start their second drive of the football game. Leading 7-0, 3.46 to play, first quarter. Uh, 
should say third drive of the game as the Vikings come out from the huddle and Anthony Russo directs traffic. It'll be an eye formation. Two wide receivers to the far side. Ball on the far hash. Play action fake. Back to the 45-yard line. He's throwing it over the top. And he has Webb who drops it. Drops it on the goal line. It'll be second and ten. Mark Webb has all the size in the world, has shown the ability to run past defenders, and that was right in the breadbasket. He dropped it. The play had heart, uh, Rob's heart stopping there. He's got to check on him and make sure he's all right. <laughs> he, was, he was walking through the end zone for that. Uh, would have been a touchdown grab. And, you know, like I said, two weeks ago against Malvern, a couple, couple inches made a difference, and, you know, Webb dropping that pass, it's a big deal. Yeah, before the game, the PA announcer, Chris Carabello, said to say prayers for the players that they don't get injured. I think we need to say a prayer for some of our broadcasters here to make sure that he's okay as well. Now the outside handoff comes. A jet sweep comes across the number four, Jordan Johnson. He gets uh, three yards as he gets to the far hash, and it will be third and about seven. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe about six upcoming. And I'm hanging in there, Bob, but that I, you, you hear often about receivers looking in ball, starting to look up field okay. as they're taking in a pass, and that's sort of the reason why they drop it. You almost wonder if that was too easy for Webb as he was going into the end zone and just sort of took it for granted. But, ooh, man, that could have been – that's sort of back again to the Malvern game, those big passes over the top that just the Explorers are getting lucky that they aren't able to connect and, and you know, make a success out of those plays. But – it could be a, certainly a big point in this game, and LaSalle needs to get things together quickly here. Or this could be something where they're behind by, by quite a bit very early on. And we talked a little bit about that Malvern game, Rob. A couple other things to talk about since the last time we were on the air here, and that's that Malvern Prep went and beat St. Joe's. St. Joe's Prep went down to Malvern Prep last weekend in the midst of that that rainstorm that shook up the entire region, it actually canceled LaSalle's game. They were going to go down to McDonough to play, and that game did not happen. But the prep dropped that game, and then just today on this very field about three hours ago, they had to rebound against St. Joe's Regional out of New Jersey, one of the highest rated, if not the highest rated team in the Northeast. And they absolutely put a hurting on the St. Joe's Regional team, a 28-5 victory for St. Joe's Prep. And it looks as if Malvern Prep, while they bring a lot to the table and are a very solid football team, were a wake-up call to St. Joe's Prep, which could be as good as anybody in the state this year. And that sets up for a game next weekend. I, you know, you don't want to look past tonight, but, I mean, you get, you get that rivalry game going. It's setting up to be a hot ticket in town. <laughs> That's exactly right. LaSalle 3-1 on the year. Now Russo in the shotgun. He will throw it over the top. Has a man, but he just overthrows it. He was looking for number 11, James Gillespie, the senior wide receiver. And uh, that's the first misfire we've seen so far from Anthony Russo. And he, he was facing a lot of serious pressure in his face. Uh, I'm sure that rushed him a little bit, but uh, he just missed his guy by a step or two. But, yeah, the Explorers got enough pressure on him to mess up his timing there a little bit and force the fourth down here. 2.55 to play, first quarter, LaSalle leading seven to nothing. Or I should say Wood. Archbishop Wood here on the road is coming on homecoming. It looks like they're going for it here. Fourth down and about six. Archbishop Wood under center, 
Timeout will be called by the Explorers. That's their second of the half. And now they have to think about it a little bit. And we'll see if Archbishop Wood reconsiders what they were planning to do and might have been an opportunity to try to get someone to jump, which would have set up a fourth and very short. Or they might be ready to go for it. You know, with the way their defense is playing right now and keeping the Explorers in check, I, it's not surprising that they are considering it. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they stick to it and do, do go for it here on fourth down. And being on the 33-yard line of LaSalle, I mean, what is the net benefit of a punt at that point? And, and that's certainly going to go into the decision-making for Steve Devlin and the Archbishop Wood Vikings offense. Either way you cut it, though, this is a, this is a huge fourth down for both sides here if they do end up going for it. LaSalle yet to break the huddle. Archbishop Wood gathered at the far hash mark at the 40-yard line discussing their next play call. Offensive lineman still on the field. Doesn't look like the Vikings are blinking. They're going to be uh, sending their offense back onto the field. Number 13, the big 6'4 quarterback, Anthony Russo, will be under center. It's an eye formation with one receiver to the far side. Play action fake. He'll roll to his right. Throws across the middle. Catch made by number 17, and he gets knocked down at the 11-yard line. That's Max Schwartz, the tight end. The Explorers defense just lost him in the secondary there. He was able to sort of roll with Russo as he was rolling out of the pocket and found, found himself wide open in the middle of the field and hauled in that fourth down pass. It'll be first and 10 from the 11-yard line. Vikings with the one-yard line to gain for a first down. And that's a big-time throw there from Anthony Russo. He's shown the ability to make a lot of throws this evening in a relatively short period of time. Now the inside handoff comes to the fullback. Gets a yard to the 10-yard line. Will be second and nine upcoming. 2.22 to play, first quarter. Explorers trailing seven to nothing against Archbishop Wood, the number two team in the state. LaSalle in the most recent ratings ranked at number five. Three and one on the year, the only loss coming down at the Matha Catholic. And if you're LaSalle's defense here, you definitely want to hold Malvern to a field goal. Again, they can get to the one and can get a first down, but this is one of the times where bent don't break really comes into play. Two tight ends, a I formation set. They will send it off to 14. Off tackle, Raheem Blackshear. He'll get one yard. Third and eight upcoming from the nine-yard line. We saw the tight end shift both of them to the right-hand side. Only one receiver to the outside there. So LaSalle stacked up on that right-hand side and delivered a blow. Only a yard that time for Blackshear. Early on in this game, LaSalle's defensive line showing who's boss. Definitely getting penetration, getting into the backfield again. Pressured, uh, pressured Russo on one of his earlier throws. That would have been, uh, you know, an easy 15 to 20 yard gain, and now limiting the run game as well. And while that's true, Andrew, claiming showing someone who's boss down 14 nothing isn't an easy argument. So LaSalle's defense has a big opportunity here to try to make a stop. A shovel pass comes to the outside. Do they have it contained? Yes, they do. Thrown out of bounds inside the five yard line at about the three is number four Jordan Johnson. It will be fourth and two upcoming from the three-yard line. Archbishop Wood yet to make a decision. Russo standing next to the coach, 
has yet to be called off the field. Rest of the offense staying on. And now we'll have a change in personnel. Russo still on the field. The Vikings are going for it. Third and two from the three yard line. They can get a first down without scoring a touchdown. In the I formation, two tight ends to the right hand side. And a flag is thrown. Looks like there was motion on the offensive line, but before that is called, a timeout has been granted to the Vikings. Either Coach Devlin really knows his players, or that was a really timely timeout because there was motion on the offensive line, and I believe that also the play clock was running down very low. But that timeout called. It will retain the fourth down and three, and we'll see if this Archbishop Wood offense can cash in once again. It's already 7-0. We approach the end of the first quarter, 55 seconds to play, and LaSalle's defense will be well served to, to come up with a stand here. 100%, and they came out there in a goal line formation, three tight ends, a fullback, and their tailback. Um, I expect uh, I expect to see a play-action pass here, even if they do come out in that heavy set again. Seems like they have a lot of faith in number 17, Max Schwartz, the senior captain, uh, so I'd be looking for them to throw to him on this play. Archbishop Wood, the 2013 and 2014 two-time reigning AAA state champions in football. And they are a team that just about every year dominates competition at that level. And you see by their number two ranking in the state, that's not just AAA, that's everybody. And they give a ton of quad A teams all they can handle and then some. We've yet to see number five, Nasir Peoples. He is the brother and thankfully the final brother of the five, four, five, three, you name it. But Desmond Peoples certainly the most Notable of the people's brothers. Now the fourth down play. It'll be a play action rolling to the outside. The throw comes to number seven, Sean Thompson, who walks into the end zone. A touchdown for the Vikings. It is 13 to nothing. Seven, Sean Thompson. 49.9 to play first quarter. Vikings on to tack on the extra point and make it 14 nothing. They've made a statement here on the road. The Loyal following a whiteout, both for the LaSalle student section and the Archbishop Wood student section. And this time, the Wood students just a bit louder. Up and good, the extra point from Dan Zanine. It's 14-0 Wood. And LaSalle now needs to make a statement, needs to respond. The defense for the Explorers has spent a lot of time on the field. And in the time they've been on the field, have been picked apart by the Elite 11 quarterback. He's committed to Rutgers. That's the 6'4", Anthony Russo, and he's putting on a show, two touchdown passes already. And Russo's playing great, but you also got to credit the play calling on uh, Wood's side of things. A, a pretty classic play there, rolling out to your right. Uh, gutsy call to go for it on fourth down, even though it was you know deep in LaSalle territory. Twice, Finds going for it twice. Going for it twice. And, Finds his open man. LaSalle wasn't able to get out and contain the pass and watch, you know, watch the flats and able to take advantage of it. It'll be Dan Zanine teeing it up at the 40-yard line. Number 45 set to kick off. 
Heaton and Ranella standing at their own 13-yard line sent to receive. Again, a very short kick. This will be weighed for, for a fair catch by Walls at the 29-yard line. Safely makes the catch, and the Explorers will start the offense from right there at the 29. 48.5 to play first quarter. Explorers traveling left to right on your radio dial. Big Chris Ferguson leads the team onto the field. We see number 18 for Archbishop Wood. There's a little bit of confusion on the defense right now as there are three receivers to the near side here. Number 20, Bobby Heck, and number 18, Mark Webb. Now get themselves settled. Ferguson with a three-step drop. Throws it out to number one, Troy Holland, who drops it after what would have been a four-yard gain. And I think that there, Bob, was a situation where he was starting to look upfield or hearing footsteps. It was sort of over the middle and just had his hands on the ball, couldn't see it all the way in. Packed house here tonight, Plymouth White Marsh High School. The lights are shining bright. And right now the Vikings putting on a show. The Explorers, a couple miscues. And certainly give all credit to Archbishop Woods offense right now. Now the Viking defense trying to step up. The inside handoff comes aside. Madden makes one man miss and is tripped up after about a gain of five yards. He will be just short of the 35 yard line. He's so, so close to breaking that run out. Uh, again, just getting tripped up uh, a little bit. And I'm surprised, honestly, that LaSalle hasn't stuck more to the, the run game. They've been very loyal to it, uh, you know, in the first uh, four games of the season. Now kind of abandoning it a little bit and, and putting it all on Chris Ferguson, which, you know, it's hard to tough to do, especially with a guy in his first year starting. And certainly it becomes a lot easier to question when there aren't that many plays to to distribute that sample out of it. They just haven't had a lot of snaps from center at this point. Archbishop Wood is going to jump, and that's going to be really close, guys. They're at the 34-yard line. The line to gain was exactly the 39, it appears. That may give them enough. An offsides encroachment called against Archbishop Wood. And if it does, correct me if I'm wrong, but that could be the first first down of the game for LaSalle here as we 2.3 seconds left. That's right. First first down for the Explorers, and Dan White waves the chain gang on. First down given to the Explorers. They'll start now the next series of downs from the 39-yard line. The timeout will be called first. Take them how you can get them, Bob. First downs are big in this game. And actually, uh, we have the end of the quarter as well. We're going to switch sides of the field. 14-0 after 12 minutes of play, and Rob, let's get your thoughts. Well, it's pretty clear, I think, that Wood did come out and sort of hit LaSalle in the mouth. Uh, you know, the big opening play, a um, little screen pass that, that went sort of, you know, took, took the uh, LaSalle crowd out of it really early on, and then they sort of held their end on defense as well. Um, like we said, LaSalle didn't, couldn't manage a first down until an offsides here late in the first quarter, so... Um, Wood forcing a couple three and outs, taking advantage of a key turnover there by Ferguson uh, with his pass over the middle that found a Wood defender. And I mean, it's it's been all Wood to this point. It's, it's hard to try to find anything that's going right for LaSalle right now. And despite everything going for Wood, if you're LaSalle here, you can't panic. You can't try and 
you know, necessarily get away from your game plan just yet and try, uh, you know, slinging the ball down the field so much. Definitely want to stick to stick to your guns and, you know, get it to your talented uh, running backs and receivers. Now the Explorers will start with the first and ten. Beginning of the second quarter, Isaiah Jones into the game, the jet sweep. He's going to throw it deep. He's got a receiver, but it's overthrown. Just over the head of number one for the Explorers, Troy Holland. That would have broken it open. And wow, <laughs> coach reaching deep down on the playbook for that one. Uh, the jet sweep, it's amazing play call. Almost, almost got it, just a little bit overthrown. Uh, wow, what a play call. Isaiah Jones, we've seen him out of the Wildcat, but we have not seen him throw it yet this year. Now we have, and oh, by the way, he's got an arm, just so everyone knows. That one just a bit too deep. Wow. Throw of about 45 yards there. Now the inside handoff to Cy Madden. Cy Madden takes one hit and is dropped after about three yards. Third and seven upcoming. Madden's finding space up the middle here um, through this wood defense. I, I'm not going to question the play calls here and all that. I, that was a great throw, a great trickery there on, on first down, but like to see them sort of do the do the runs on first down, get some space, sort of make it more manageable situations as you get later in the in the uh, down situation there. But third and seven upcoming for the Explorers. They'll go from the I formation, two receivers to the far side. Charles Heaton alone on the near side, ball on the near hash. The play fake comes across the middle. Catch made by Nick Rinella. Out to the 47-yard line of Archbishop Wood. That's good for a first down. It's still early in the drive, Bob. This this could be sort of a really good momentum builder for LaSalle. They got some nice movement going. They are finding success. Uh, nice pass there by Ferguson over the middle to Rinella. And moving the chains without a flag, it, it's got to feel good. Ferguson will go under center once again. The I formation, again, Heaton. The lone receiver to the near side. Ball also on the near hash. The handoff off tackle to side Madden. Gets two or three yards out to the 44-yard line. Explorers now moving the ball for the first time in Viking territory and getting positive yardage. Spot backed up to the 45 exactly. Second and eight upcoming. Big drive for the Explorers. Important to answer here. They're down 14 points. And as much as anything, as much as this is giving the confidence to the offense, it's giving the rest to the LaSalle defense. Three receivers to the far side, ball in the near hash. Ferguson drops back, he looks for a screen, he has Madden. A lot of blocking to the 35, now to the 25, down to the 15, hit right there and shoves forward for another two yards, down to the 13 yard line. The Explorers are moving on the screen to Cy Madden. That, that is just what the Explorers offense needed. You want to use your playmakers to start, make a statement and, and really get your offense moving and just give the ball to Madden, let him do the work, and that's exactly what happened there. And now they're in perfect position to get on the board here. Good cohesiveness there from the LaSalle offensive line. They let the defensive line essentially come through. Ferguson backed up, and then some of the guards were pulling downfield and got some really good blocks in there. It was a, a great play call by the Explorers and executed beautifully there. Now the next play, a handoff to side Madden. 
pulled down, losing his helmet in the process, was number 42, Xavier Promrink. Next looks to be number 43, a senior captain, Sebastian Silva, the linebacker, who made that play. Lost his helmet in the process, guys. It's a hard hit. Now he'll have to take a breather for one play as he lost his helmet. 9.32 to play, second quarter. The Explorers trailing 14 to nothing at home against number two in the state, Archbishop Wood. Now an eye formation, Corbin Mel, the fullback, side Madden. The deep back, they send it across the middle and is caught by number 25, Nick Rinella. They're calling it incomplete. He went after it with one hand, just the left hand. He can't believe it, he thinks he caught it. But they call it incomplete. That would have been a first down at the two-yard line. That looked like a beautiful one-handed catch by Ranella. It's unfortunate there's no challenges in high school. But, uh, I, you know, if you take a second look at that one, I, I'm sure, sure it gets overturned. And Ferguson took a shot on that play after delivering that strike to Ranella. Uh, it's a shame he didn't catch it. And obviously, Ranella a little animated after the play. He's, he's fighting out there. Third and ten. And, yes, Andrew, was a broken play. Part of the reason he got hit so quickly. Corbin Mel looked like he might have been missing a block. Side Madden was just kind of hanging around in the backfield, and as a result, they jumped right through the line of scrimmage and absolutely drilled Chris Ferguson. Timeout called on the field. 9-12 to play. Third and 10, the Explorers deep in Viking territory for the first time this evening. Opportunity to get a few points back. It's been so far the Anthony Russo show. First pass uh, for a touchdown, a beautiful one to Mark Webb. And then the second one to Sean Thompson on the rollout to the right-hand side. He's shown the ability to throw on the move. Now Chris Ferguson says, hey, I want to be part of this action as well. And it's delivered a really nice screen pass to Cy Madden that took him all the way down to the 13-yard line. Another one that may or may not have been caught by Nick Rinella. Stood in there, took a huge hit, and delivered the ball relatively on the money. And now he's going to see if he can deliver a touchdown pass for the Explorers. Second quarter of play, number two versus number five. Doesn't get a ton bigger here from Plymouth White Marsh High School. Third and 10 from the 13 yard line. Ferguson in the shotgun, steps back, pump fakes once, now runs to his offhand side and gets hit and dropped at the 15 yard line. That's a coverage sack there for Archbishop Wood. Now it'll be fourth and 12 from the 15-yard line. They will send out number six, Matt Savage, from the near hash. That'll be 32 yards for number six for the Explorers. Rasik is ready. Snap is down. Kick is up. And it is wide right. No good, the Explorers unable to get on the board on their most successful drive of the game so far. Still 14-0 and Archbishop Wood now back onto the field. And you hate to see a drive end like that with a missed field goal, especially for you know young kickers in high school. 
especially when you get to that 32, 33, and uh, farther range, it's it's real difficult for them to, to hit that. And it had the distance on it just a little bit to the right. That's exactly right. And now the Explorers on defense. They did get a lot more of a break and, uh, and certainly are well rested now after that longer drive from the offense, but a bit demoralizing to not come up with points there. And we'll see if Anthony Piscopo and this defensive line can get the dogs charged up once more here. Russo alone in the shotgun. Nearly a fumble as they jet sweep it to the outside to Jordan Johnson. He's dropped right at the line of scrimmage. But Archbishop Wood lucky not to have that ball hit the turf. And LaSalle's defense finally out here on some rest. They're, uh, they do a good job on first down there of containing the jet sweep and stopping it for only a gain of one. Uh, we'll see if they can hold up for the rest of this drive. Sean Thompson will come into the game. Russo to the sideline and now back to the huddle to bark out the instructions. Nick Rinello and Kohler certainly a little bit of confusion on the defense. Now they're lined up. The play action fake. They throw it over the top. He's got a man and the catch is made. Mark Webb once again. This time down to the 34-yard line of the Explorers. He had a step or two on Nick Rinella. The ball ever so underthrown and a great adjustment in midair to go back and make that play. And this is the kind of thing we were avoiding the last couple games with those shots over the top that were just barely missing. You, you get a good quarterback uh, that's a little bit more accurate and receivers that have the speed and size like someone like Webb, and, and this is what can happen. Now Wood back in LaSalle territory. The I formation, two receivers to the near side. The give to number 14, Raheem Blackshear. He's dropped after a gain of three yards. Down to the 32-yard line. We'll call it second and eight. Referee's giving him a gain of two. 7-18 to play, second quarter. Archbishop Wood driving down the field, left to right on your radio dial, leading by 14 against the number five ranked explorers in the state. Picking up right where they left off in the last three weeks. 49-8 wins and 48-6 uh, to and 48 to nothing against Prep Charter West Catholic and Archbishop Ryan, respectively. Now the play fake. And Russo has to throw it away. They were looking for number 23, Ryan Barrett, in the flat, but well covered by the Explorer Zone. Third and eight upcoming from the LaSalle 32-yard line. Likely, once again, guys, two-down territory, or four-down territory, if you will, this being third down. Two downs to get a first. Big opportunity for the Explorers to step up here and, and put a drive to an end here. Explorers will line up four on the defensive line. Three linebackers in the middle and man-to-man -man coverage on the outside. The play fake, they get pressure, ball's loose! And it's picked up by the Archbishop Wood offensive line. But what a rush there. That was just Chris Maloney beating the left tackle off the line, and he got to Russo, forcing a fourth down. And 13, again, heady play by Wood to be able to fall on that ball. 
very fortunate to recover there, but that, that's exactly the kind of you know spirit you want to see from this defense to come in and make a big play like that when Wood again is driving down the field and just to step up and put a little stop to it right here. They just got to see if they have one more play in them. Number 44, the tight end, Anthony Didato, was on the recovery, and now it's fourth and 13. They were going to go for it, but it's a delay of game penalty. The play clock ran out. And a little bit of uncertainty now from this Archbishop Wood offense. It's the first time they haven't looked comfortable all evening. That's what a broken play like that will do to you. And this will almost certainly draw the punt team. You have to give credit to LaSalle defense, especially since they are without Sam Hardy, uh, senior middle linebacker, who, you know, even if he's not necessarily out there on the outside making plays against guys like, uh, guys like Webb, um, he's, you know, his presence out there as a leader, uh, you uh, can't be surprised when it's missing. You, you can tell. Again, it'll be the lefty, Sean Thompson, number center, uh, number seven, I should say, with the punt. And it's fielded at the 10-yard line after one hop. He gets about nine after the initial pickup, and that looked like it was something where he was going to just avoid it. But uh, a heady play slash aggressive play slash risky play ends up okay for the Explorers. Exactly what I was going to say. Very risky to, to let the punt bounce and allow the, the coverage team to get down and surround you. And, you know, very lucky there that he didn't cough that one up. So LaSalle has made a few stops to keep them in this one. I mean, it feels worse than 14-0, but that's what it is at this point. And the LaSalle offense is on the field. Certainly giving away an opportunity for points on the other end can hurt. But anyway, you slice it. It's 14 points, and LaSalle's offense is on the field right now, led by Chris Ferguson. They'll start at their own 19, side Madden to the left of Ferguson, two receivers to the near side. Ferguson looks for a man, can't find anyone. Now he goes down. That's a big loss back to the six-yard line, a loss of 13 yards. see Ferguson try to spin away from that, but the Woods defender was just able to hold on and drag him down for a huge loss. And that's just a case of the quarterback trying to do a little too much on the play. You know, that, that's a situation where as, as a, you know, a coach on the Explorer sideline, you like to see him throw that away and get second and 10 as opposed to second and 23. And we're seeing, guys, Chris Ferguson is not comfortable rolling to, the, to his left at this point. He, he's just not. He can do it to his right. But we've seen twice now where he's been able to, unable to pull any trigger when he's moving to the left-hand side, tries to reverse field. And, and there's just too much speed on that Archbishop Wood defensive line to do that. Now the outside run comes to Cy Madden. He gets some of it back, a little more than half of the initial loss back. It will be spotted at about the 15-yard line. Will be third and 16 upcoming for the Explorers. And speaking of speed, you know, having Cy Madden back there be able to get out to the outside is great. And I'm honestly pretty surprised that LaSalle has abandoned the run game to the, to the extent that they have when, you know, I believe it was the first game they threw uh, nine passes in their first uh, game of the year. And now um, I'm sure they're uh, way over that number now and we're not seeing as much of uh, Cy Madden, Nick Ranella in the backfield. And now it'll be alone in the shotgun, Ferguson. So, Andrew, another throw coming. This one to the outside, they were looking for Charles Heaton. He was double covered and the throw was well short. Never a chance to make the play there and the Explorers go out with a whimper on this offensive series. 
The Explorers offense needs to get on schedule. You know, uh, getting second and long, third and 10, third and eight even is, is rough. And when you have the running game that you do, that LaSalle does, you'd like to run it twice and then maybe if you have to throw on third down, maybe third and three, third and four, more manageable situations. Mike Rasek, low punt, but gets a great hop after it initially bounces at the LaSalle 45 yard line. Gets another 13 yards and is downed by Lajines at the 42 yard line. Wood will once again take over and at just about every single drive, Wood has threatened in some way. And this could be a lot worse than 14-0 right now. Now the Explorers with 5.02 remaining in the first half need to find at least one more stop in them this particular half to keep them in it. And again, if there's an opportunity to score at the end of this first half, cut into the lead, but it all starts with getting a stop right here if you're the Explorer defense. Out wide now, James Gillespie. Here comes the sweep to the outside, and it'll be thrown by the running back out towards Gillespie. He makes the play at the 32-yard line, now has room down to the 20, breaks a tackle at the 15, and is downed at the 13-yard line. It was a halfback pass from number 14, Raheem Blackshear, and it was well underthrown. But the size of James Gillespie was able to go up and get it very similarly to what we saw out of Webb just last drive. And that's just a huge play for Archbishop Wood. Blackshear there with shades of Antoine Randall in the Super Bowl for the Steelers <laughs> a number of years ago, getting the, getting the ball on the outside and finding his receiver down the right sideline. Just a very gutsy play call there, especially up 14-0 in that area of the field. Randall L. was a college quarterback, which allowed him to throw that ball. And, well, I guess the story is yet to be written on Blackshear. Now an inside handoff to the fullback. He was lined up number seven, Sean Thompson. We've seen him lined up just about everywhere here today. Deep in the backfield is the lone setback. We've seen him lined up in the slot as a wide receiver. And now we see him lined up hand on the ground as a fullback. Gain of about three yards to the 10-yard line will be... Second and we will say seven. Wood driving down the field once again, trying to punch in their third score of the game. Russo under center, fakes the handoff, rolls to his right. Can't find anyone yet, back over the middle, little bit behind, caught anyway, touchdown. Number 44, Anthony Diodato. The junior comes up with a really nice play. It was a thrown behind him. He caught it right on the goal line. And the ball was deemed over the goal line at that point when he fell. Touchdown, Archbishop Wood. It's 20 to nothing. And we see again the, the action on the offensive line. The offensive line shifting to the right, giving Russo protection and just enabling him to, to find the open man there, the hole in LaSalle's uh, defensive coverage. And again, that's another situation where it's thrown to the middle of the field. You'd love, love to have Sam Hardy out there uh, patrolling the middle. LaSalle, you mentioned it a little bit battered, but all credit goes to this Archbishop Wood team right now. They are putting Anthony Russo. Andrew, you made the point earlier in the game, putting him in positions where he can make plays and he can move in space. And they're almost always rolling him out to his right, which allows him to throw on the run, and he's shown the ability to do so very effectively. That probably by far the worst throw of any throw he's made on the run this evening, and that was still good enough to result in the touchdown. He can really move and throw, and with size like that, 
You can see why schools like Rutgers have a lot of interest in him, and you can see why he's an Elite 11 type guy. Explorers now will be deep to return. It'll be Nick Rinella and Charles Heaton. And Dan Zanine, the junior place kicker and kickoff specialist, will be set to address at the 40-yard line. 3.45 to play, second quarter. This time he'll go towards the left-hand side. It's dropped by Walls and out of bounds. Looks like it was going out of bounds anyway. Now that's quite the chance to get, to really take there. You never know how it's gonna bounce, but if he would have just, instead of dropping that out of bounds, let it go out of bounds, you would have had a legal procedure and certainly better field position upcoming for the Explorers. But that, the least of the concerns at this point for LaSalle. They need to get their offense going. 22 yard line will be where the Explorers start from. 3.44 to play in the second quarter, trailing 21 to nothing against number two in the state, Archbishop Wood. Now the jet sweep comes to Isaiah Jones. He's tripped up behind the line of scrimmage. That's a loss of seven yards. A lot of east-west there from Isaiah Jones. Even if he gets past that, it was strung out well. I think there's a lot of, well, east-west might even be a little bit generous because that was just south. You're exactly right, Bob. And I've, I remember this past, uh, this past Sunday watching, uh, sadly, the Eagles. Uh, run a couple, run a jet sweep in a, in a key situation. It didn't work there. A couple jet sweeps run by both teams tonight haven't worked, been working so well. Uh, the coach is still sticking to their game plan, trying to get these uh, playmakers on the outside. Inside handoff side, Madden gets wrapped up at the 16 yard line, a gain of one. Third and 15 upcoming for the Explorers. 2.52 to play. Archbishop won no opportunities to stop the clock at this point. Reason I bring that up with 2.42 and counting, the Explorers can snap it under 2.20 at this point. And if they do run the ball and stay in the field of play, you can take another 25 seconds at that point. You might be thinking about not giving this Archbishop Wood offense a lot of time and maybe being conservative. That's exactly what will happen. They'll hand it off inside, wrapped up a yard behind the initial line of, not the initial line of scrimmage, the most recent line of scrimmage, a loss of one, and will be fourth and 17 upcoming. 2.09 to play for the Explorers, and they'll have to punt. And the way things have gone in the first half for this offense, who wouldn't love to be a fly on the wall in that halftime locker room to sort of see the talking to that they get to? Because they, they need some kind, something to sort of get this thing going in the second half. Mike Rasick, a nice punt out towards the 50-yard line. Ball is muffed, but a flag came in. It was picked up by Archbishop Wood at their own 48. I believe that that laundry will be cast against the Explorers. Kick-catch interference likely upcoming. That is what caused the initial muff of the punt. We'll see if Dan White has the same. He does indeed. The penalty against the Explorers. And now we have an illegal block in the back called against Archbishop Wood. 
So that's the only penalty we had. He initially signaled, Dan White did, towards the LaSalle side of the field. Then reneged on that. Only called the penalty against Archbishop Wood. And the penalty will send the Vikings back to their own 38-yard line. It'll be 145 to play here in the second quarter. And Russo has shown that that's plenty of time for the offense. Yeah, they've been able to get a few big strikes here uh, early on in drives against the Explorers. So look out for some trickeration or, or deep passes here early in the set of downs. I formation, two receivers to the far side. They give the handoff to Blackshear, has some room up to the 50-yard line, cuts inside to the 45, now to the 40, down to the 35-yard line, and dragged down right there by number four, Jared Walls. A huge gain for Archbishop Wood, and once again, in LaSalle territory. It's just all working for Wood right now. The Explorers just don't seem to have an answer on defense or offense. They'll huddle up here. Wood in no particular hurry. A minute 30 to play and 33 yards to gain for a touchdown. I formation. And somebody may or may not have moved there for Archbishop Wood. <laughs> that looked like an entire offensive line except the center and quarterback. So it'll be a five-yard penalty. First and 15 upcoming for Archbishop Wood. One twenty-two to play. Clock stopped here for the time being. Now they'll roll it. Dan White, after the initial stoppage, the head referee waves his arms. Russo looked like they moved again. No, no flag there. They're going to set up a screen. Catch made down to the 30-yard line. But before making one man miss, stepped out of bounds at the 33-yard line, very close to the initial line of scrimmage. That was the junior, number seven, Sean Thompson. Thirty-three-yard line, maybe a yard inside the original line of scrimmage. Third and nine upcoming. A minute and eight to play. Clock stopped after Thompson stepped out of bounds. No timeouts to play with here for the Archbishop Wood Vikings. Likely in four-down territory, as we've seen at this approximate yard distance the entire game. Five-step drop. They're going to go over the top and pulled down at the goal line by Charles Heaton. We'll get a flag and a 15-yard penalty upcoming against the LaSalle Explorers. It'll be pass interference. He's putting his hands up, but it was clear he had a grip on his jersey or hip or something held him up from potentially scoring another touchdown there, so maybe it's not the worst 15-yard penalty in the world. Raheem Blackshear was the intended receiver. Tough to argue there, but Heaton gave it his best effort. Wasn't looking at the ball and just grabbed the jersey and pulled Blackshear to the ground. And it's not usual to see Charles Heaton a step behind. as a, you know He's an all-state sprinter, uh, one of the quickest guys I've ever seen. And uh, just to see him get beat like that and have to, to make a play where he has to, you know, hold on to his jersey all, during the pass, it's, uh, it's kind of surprising to see. Archbishop Wood presents a lot of versatile players, some really good athletes. Blackshear at the top of the list. We've seen a lot out of him, the junior running back. And certainly now in that particular play, we see him out 
in the slot. He's in the slot once again. Thompson in the backfield. Russo rolling to his left and pulled down once again. This time, no flag. Charles Heaton is playing with fire. That was probably worse than the prior one. Completely pulls down Blackshear once again and gets up rather confidently for, uh, well, pulling down the receiver. Uh, it looked like a straight shove in the back and just, I, if you're going to call the first one, I don't know how you call, don't call that one, but he got, he got away with it big time there. Second and 10 upcoming here. 57.5 seconds remaining in the half till LaSalle will likely get quite the talking to at halftime. And uh, if there's any type of officiating director, I think he might have a few words for the gentleman wearing the zebra stripes as well. Now we have another flag. This likes to be, or looks to be motion up front against Archbishop Wood. And it is indeed a false start against Archbishop Wood. 56 seconds to play, first half here. LaSalle trailing 21 to nothing. Archbishop Wood has put a thumping on the Explorers thus far on their home field, on homecoming. And an opportunity to add a fourth touchdown. And if you are the Explorers, I know things haven't looked too bright in the first half here, but if you're able to hold on and keep Wood out of the end zone, um, heading into halftime, that's got to give you at least a little momentum going into the half. Wood breaks the huddle. Three receivers to the far side. One to the near side. Not a great snap. He comes up with it, though. And caught by number four. He went down. It looks like he might have had the knee hit the ground, but he kept going, and the referee said, uh-uh, he kept that knee off the ground. It was Jordan Johnson with enough for a first down. Now Wood moving quickly. Russo under center, but nobody in the backfield. They will snap the football and clock it. It'll be second and goal from just inside the 10-yard line. 48.1 seconds to play. No timeouts remaining for Archbishop Wood. Traveling to the, the right-hand end zone here at Plymouth White Marsh High School. LaSalle in the shadow of their own goalpost. Now the huddle for Archbishop Wood. Russo claps his hands and they break that huddle. It will be a shotgun set, nobody in the backfield. Another false start, they were trying to get the snap off. The play clock was already down to one and there was movement on the offensive line. The only thing you can say about this Archbishop Wood execution thus far is that there have been a few too many penalties. They've had some long downs and distances. The only thing is it just hasn't mattered because they've been able to move the ball even with the difficulties that, that go along with very long downs and distances. Once again, five receivers set. They throw to the far side, catch made by Webb and knocked out of bounds about a yard inside the initial line of scrimmage just inside the nine yard line, will be third and goal with 42.5 to play, clock stopped. Here's the situation, Bob, but third and nine at the nine, you gotta look, you know, obviously they're looking to web on that last play. He's got the size down here at the goal line. They showed that on the first touchdown drive. Um, so from the Explorers, I wanna pay attention to him here. 
Five receivers set across the middle. It's right through the hands. Would have been an easy touchdown for Blackshear. And that's the second point-blank touchdown pass that's been dropped this afternoon. The first by Webb and the second by Blackshear. Now that prior drive did result in a touchdown. So not like we're adding another 14 points on here, but that certainly would have been. And now it'll be fourth down. So at the very least, forfeiting four points here is Archbishop Wood. They will try the field goal. Trying to make the score 24 to nothing. Zanin on to attempt the field goal. It is up and it is no good. It's wide left, plenty of leg, but no good. And that's a big stand here for LaSalle, uh, as we mentioned going into the half to, that, that's sort of back to their bend, don't break kind of mentality on defense there. They were, they let Wood drive on them uh, here at the end of the half, but were able to stand up just tall enough to, to prevent them from putting any points on the board there. 35.3 seconds to go. Andrew, are we, if, if you are Steinmex, would you say, hey, we're gonna try to make something happen here, or are you kneeling the football? Well, we'll see in a second. It looks like they are going to take a knee, but uh, I was going to say that that bend don't break defense has uh, seemingly snapped, uh, and we'll uh, we'll hope to see some kind of uh, some kind of wood glue. Hopefully, well, hopefully not wood glue as we're playing Archbishop Wood, but <laughs> hopefully something bring this LaSalle team back together and you know, hopefully put some points up on the board. One more kneel should do it here, and it won't even be necessary as now. The game clock ticks under 25 seconds before that play clock starts. At the end of the first half, Archbishop Wood 21, LaSalle 0. And frankly, gentlemen, it could have been a lot worse. Definitely, Bob. You got to be, uh, it's, it's hard to say, but you got to be a little bit happy with the fact that you're going in only down 21 nothing, especially with that, uh, that last drive by Archbishop Wood, you know, third and nine. Um, and then the field goal, which could potentially put them up four scores and pretty much put it out of reach. Uh, while it's still a, still going to be a long road to long long hill to climb, it'll it's still possible. LaSalle will get the ball to start the second half, and uh, we'll see what new derivations of the offense, if any, that we see. We'll see what the coaches have had to say based on how that play call changes, if at all. And. And we'll see if this LaSalle offense can get some momentum going. It's the halftime show here on Bob Long Sports. LaSalle trailing Archbishop Wood 21 to nothing. We will take a quick break. Come back on the other side. You're listening to LaSalle College High School Athletics right here on Bob Long Sports. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com. 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. Elmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. 
Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. Soccer is the fastest growing sport in America. It's about time the most popular game in the world, the beautiful game of soccer, comes to Philly Airwaves. Boozella, the World Soccer Show, presented by the Iron Abbey, is a live interactive talk show dealing entirely with professional soccer. The show exists only to serve the love of the culture, pageantry, and tactical aspect of the beautiful game of soccer. Join Vuvuzela every Sunday from 3 to 5 on 610 Sports. Hey, Bob Long Sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. BobLongSports.com gives you not only the best radio broadcasts on the internet, but plenty of articles as well. Stay up to date on your Penn State football team. Stay up to date on college football, the MLB, the NFL, and every other major sport out there. Tune in to all the radio shows and be sure to check our website regularly to see what content we have up now. And when you hear that jingle... Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. You know you're in the right place. Welcome back to Plymouth White Marsh High School. Almost ready for the second half here, the LaSalle Explorers against Archbishop Wood. It's homecoming for the Explorers. But the Explorers have been blitzed here in the first half. They trail 21 to nothing against the Vikings of Archbishop Wood, the number two rated team in the state, and LaSalle, the number five rated team in the state. LaSalle with a three and one record. Archbishop Wood 5-0, looking to improve to 6-0. And LaSalle, certainly not looking ahead to a matchup against St. Joe's Prep, but that looms large on the horizon as they took St. Joe's Regional out in a big way, 28-5 on this very field. And now LaSalle, the other team that shares Plymouth White Marsh as their home field, has not been able to match that effort. Not at all, Bob, but... You know, you mentioned that game. As much as they want to be looking ahead right now, they got a tough task in front of them for the second half here. Uh, it's, it's, you know, potentially could become a blowout if they don't step their game up and, and make some halftime adjustments here, and we'll see what they come out with. But I'm hoping, you know, as an Explorer fan, you're, you're sort of looking at this game. You want to see them come out quick here, getting the ball early in the second half, and make a statement for the rest of this game. Guys, we've seen a lot out of 
Number 13 for Archbishop Wood, their quarterback, their leader, Anthony Russo at 6'4", 225. He's shown the ability to make every throw you need on a football field, and he's been able to be very accurate in the process. On the other hand, Chris Ferguson has not had the same type of time that Russo has, but all that being said, a couple overthrows, a big interception that led to a score, and uh, Chris Ferguson... I think needs to be a little bit more refined here in the second half and needs to rely on that line to give him a little bit more time than he's gotten as well. I think he also has to rely on that running game a little bit. You know, you are down, you have 24 minutes to come back down 21, but you can't completely abandon the run game. As you know, as I mentioned earlier, LaSalle was looking to make um, Wood one-dimensional. That hasn't necessarily happened. And the one dimension they were left with was their passing game, and that's their strongest side. Um, so that's not necessarily a good thing. but. With LaSalle, you can't, you can't have them start committing to the pass, dropping, you know, seven, eight guys back and just sitting there and forcing uh, Ferguson to put the ball into some tight windows and possibly make some more mistakes. Bob Long Sports coverage of LaSalle College High School football. You can find us on Twitter at Bob Long Sports. And as uh, always on Facebook as well, just search Bob Long Sports. Our website link, BobLongSports.com. You can find any of our games after we air them as we podcast each and every one of our football games. Still yet to see the Archbishop Wood football team on their sideline. LaSalle all ready to go. Triple zeros have come and gone on the halftime clock. They've now added three minutes and have not started that yet. We'll take a quick break and come back on the other side for the beginning of the second half. The score still, Archbishop Wood 21, LaSalle zero. Missed field goals apiece and even a few more missed opportunities for Archbishop Wood that it could have been a little bit worse. LaSalle likes to come out of the locker room and they're gonna need and be ready to play. They're gonna to need to certainly have that and more here in the second half. We'll be right back for the second half kickoff from Plymouth White Marsh High School. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com. 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. ElmarkSigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. Soccer is the fastest growing sport in America. It's about time the most popular game in the world, the beautiful game of soccer, comes to Philly Airwaves. Boozella, the World Soccer Show, presented by the Iron Abbey, is a live, interactive talk show dealing entirely with professional soccer. The show exists only to serve the love of the culture, pageantry, and tactical aspect of the beautiful game of soccer. Join Boozella every Sunday from 3 to 5 on 610 Sports. 
And welcome back for the second half from Plymouth White Marsh High School. LaSalle Explorers versus Archbishop Wood Vikings, and the Vikings have been impressive thus far. A 21 to nothing lead, highlighted by three touchdown passes from Anthony Russo. He has been very impressive, and now LaSalle, though, will receive first and try to get something going themselves. A short kick once again, fair caught at the 35-yard line on the far side. Jared Walls, number four. It'll be Chris Ferguson in the offense. Back onto the field, traveling left to right on your radio dial, dressed in their gold helmets and blue tops. Now, Andrew, we talked a little bit at the half during our halftime show about what this LaSalle team needs to do. Uh, what do you think about what we'll see here? Well, uh, looking at the stats from the first half, uh, 43 yards passing and a net of negative one yard on the ground for LaSalle, and that's not what you want. And Cy Madden, uh, 10 carries for 24 yards, the 2.4 yard per carry average is not something we're used to seeing from this LaSalle offense. And now there's a lot more from Cy Madden. He's down past the 50 yard line, down to the 40, and now all the way down to the 30 yard line. Just a handoff right up the middle. Cy Madden gets things started for the Explorers. Spark plug, instant offense right there, handing it off to Cy Madden, getting the blocks up the middle. LaSalle's looking good right now. Down just inside the 25-yard line to the 23. First and 10 for the Explorers on the first play from scrimmage, a huge gain. Off to Madden once again, finds another bit of a hole, tries to spin move, but spins right into the arms of a linebacker. Give him a yard. That there, Bob, that's exactly the spark. Uh, not necessarily that, that first down run there, but the one right before it with Madden going for a nice chunk. Uh, it's exactly the spark he wanted out of halftime for the Explorers here and uh, puts them in great position to, to get some points early in the second half here and start to claw their way back in this one. Second and nine upcoming, LaSalle deep in Archbishop Wood territory for only the second time this evening. Liam Trainer backs up a step off the line, side Madden to the right. Of Ferguson, the handoff comes inside, makes one man miss though. Now gets down to the 20, another man misses at the 17, down inside the 10, and he's dropped at the seven yard line. First down, Explorers, first and goal upcoming. And this is what we like to see, the Explorers stick to that ground game. I know we were talking about it was only a net of negative one yards in the first half, and Madden only had a 2.4 per carry in the first half, but this is, this is, you stick to it and you get the results. Eventually something's gonna, fall in your favor and he's shown it on this first drive here. The 15 yard gain from Madden sets up the Explorers with a first and goal at the Archbishop Wood seven yard line. Explorers will go I formation. Corbin Mell is the fullback inside Madden as the tailback. The handoff makes one man miss but gets dropped in the backfield. Great penetration from Archbishop Wood there. And number 19, Matt Palmer, the linebacker, was on the stop for Archbishop Wood. Second and goal upcoming from the 10. And the nice thing about these early chunks of yards here on the ground is that maybe uh, makes Wood commit a little bit more to the stopping that run like they did there and potentially gives uh, Ferguson some time in the backfield to find some guys open on a little play action or something like that, but we'll see. Peter Nielsen, number 84, the tight end. In motion to the far side. Explorers are not gonna get this off. 
Play clock rain, ran down to three, and at that point, Nick Ranella decided to go into motion, and that play just developed way too slowly in order to get that off. They got the timeout. Now we're hearing. And now Dan White, the head official, does confirm. Timeout called by the Explorers. But at that point, guys, in you need the timeout because you want to be closer to the goal line, and this is a huge opportunity. You need points. But you just come out of halftime. you got to be laser-focused at this point, and that's just a bunch of mental errors. It's it's big, um, and it, you know, it would have been a big five yards there. But I, I question... You know, I know you're down 21. Uh, you want to sort of think ahead here and conserve those timeouts. Is it how big of a timeout, loss of a timeout is that? I mean, it's well, it's big enough for me, but I understand the points you're making. If you're back to the 15, it allows you more space. You kind of are dealing with a tight field when you only have 20 yards to work with to the back of the end zone. I understand what you're saying, but I think the five yards is also important. It allows you to open up the playbook now. You can still run the football if it's for a second and goal from the 10 versus the 15. So uh, that would be my answer to that, but it's a valid point. Two receivers to the far side. One receiver to the near side. Ferguson and Ranella in the pistol. Handed off to Ranella, cuts inside. It was hedged extremely well by the defensive end of Archbishop Wood. Did not let him get to the outside, which is where Ranella wanted to go. Instead, he forced him up the middle to a band of tackling Vikings. It's a loss of three yards. Will be third and 13 upcoming. Third and goal from the 13-yard line. And Well, Rob, you wouldn't have run from second and goal from the 15-yard line. So third and 13, third and goal from the 13. It's, it's really not much different than what you were uh, suggesting. I don't want to say I'm right, Bob, <laughs> but I was Two right. receivers to the near side, Charles Heaton and Nick Rinella. Side Madden behind Chris Ferguson, who's in the shotgun. They fake the handoff, rolling to the near side. Nowhere to go. Ripped down, but ripped down by the helmet, and the flag comes from the head official, Dan White. Archbishop Wood cannot believe it. It was number 17, Max Schwartz, who doubles as a tight end in addition to his defensive end roles, and he cannot believe that he was whistled for that. He came in almost unimpeded, and it's almost like he got too excited there and, and just took Ferguson down way, way too hard and by his helmet. And I know the Wood sideline isn't going to like that, but... And here's what they're arguing, Rob. It's, they're arguing that he didn't grab the face mask and he didn't grab the horse collar. It was right in between. He had him by the shoulder pads, but not underneath that shoulder pad. And that is the argument there. And uh, they did call the face mask. Sort of saw something similar uh, this weekend. I don't remember the game exactly, but... Um, help me out here, guys. I know my football inside and out. Why is that still third down? I, it's, I, point of the foul, so they're still short. It's a personal foul. Should be 15 yards in the first down. In this case, half the distance, but third and 12, handed off up the middle to side Madden. A very conservative play call there from the LaSalle Explorers, and now they'll trot out Matt Savage. I think we need to get Dan White up here to get an explanation from that, because I'm not sure of that either. Unless, unless a face mask in high school is not a personal foul. But it's still. 
Still was half the distance to the goal at that point. A little bit of confusion on our end, and I don't think it's uh, our fault necessarily. Now Matt Savage will be on for a 30-yard field goal attempt. From right in the middle of the hashes, puts it up, and it is good. First points on the board for the Explorers on their first drive of the second half. 21-3 your score, 8-11 to play third quarter. And now the defense will need to step up once again. It's going to be a big drive for the defense, but for the offense there, it is nice. I know you wanted the touchdown, um, but it's nice to come out of the half and at least get some sort of points on the board and sort of prove to yourself that you can move on this wood defense, and, and that'll set them up, I think, pretty well for the second half here uh, on the offensive side of the ball. But, yeah, now it's time for the defense to step up and do their job. And for the defense, you know, you see your quarterback get taken down like that. It was a pretty violent play, and while the, the penalty was called and there was a little bit of confusion on our end as to what exactly happened. Um, I mean, he got 12. Sorry, we're going back to it again. But you got 12 yards, right, after because it was half the distance to the goal. You end up at the 12, so it's a 15-yard penalty. In what world are 15-yard penalties not automatic first down? The only thing I can think is that it was from the spot, and it somehow ended up back at the original line of scrimmage. Now a short kick comes from Savage in the Explorers. Caught at the 22-yard line. Cut up by number 25, Jalen Reynolds, and he is dropped just past the 30-yard line. Going back to what I was saying uh, just before the kickoff, as, as the defense, you know, you haven't been able to get in and put any shots on, uh, on quarterback uh, Anthony Russo here in this game. And, you know, if you can rattle him, I, he a little bit of pressure uh, got through to him in the first quarter. Um, and, you know, he, he did make, you know, some, some errand throws. You definitely want to try to get the pass rush going, get after him, and force him to make some mistakes, which he very rarely does. Now the Archbishop Wood offense back onto the field, leading 21-3, eight minutes and five seconds to play in the third quarter. Single back set. The sweep to the outside, it's Blackshear. Has some room, cuts up past the 35-yard line, dropped at the 36. A gain of approximately four yards. Stoppage of play here. Blackshear goes down. Maybe a cramp, but something didn't sit right after he got tackled on that four-yard gain. It'll be second and six upcoming for the Vikings. Explorer defense coming off the field, talking with the coaching staff. Now, certainly, if Blackshear can't play, like we said, we've seen him out of the backfield. We've seen him out in the slot. And if he can't play, that does take away a weapon. But we've seen, still certainly seen enough of Mark Webb, of James Gillespie, of Sean Thompson. No yeah. Nasir Peoples here this evening. That's the one guy I was expecting to see and, and haven't to this point. But the other three guys we're talking about, and certainly the arm of Russo, have done more than enough. Right. And like you said, Blackshear going out for any amount of time here, it, it's a knock. But, I mean, this Swiss Army knife of a wood offense is just showing the ability to spread the ball around, and it's, it's working for them. We still have Blackshear down on the turf at this point being attended to by the trainers. 7.45 to play third quarter. LaSalle trailing 21-3 at home on homecoming against number two in the state, Archbishop Wood. 
Um, I'd just like to take the time to uh, reflect on the, uh, the passing of uh, LaSalle swim coach Frank Lickner. This past Tuesday, October 6th, LaSalle lost a very important member of its community. Swim coach Frank Lickner passed ever his long-fought battle with cancer. As a student, I remember him going through the tedious task of teaching my freshman aquatics class how to dive. As a faculty member, I can still see him in the cafeteria calling any and all students son. And although I did not know him as a coach, his legacy and his swimmers speak volumes to who he was as a mentor of young men. Coach Lickner took over the LaSalle swim program 25 years ago and led them to 25 straight PCL championships. That is a mark that, to an 18-year-old like myself, seems impossible to replicate or even come close to. On top of that, his young men took home the state championship the last four years. This is a feat that can only be accomplished by a man with an ability to transform raw potential into dominating talent. Coach Lickner not only physically shaped athletes, he instilled in young men the qualities of tenacity and determination. That's a great, that's a great tribute, Andrew. Thank you for that. And certainly we all remember Frank for all the things he did in and out of the classroom, in and out of the, the pool, and uh, a great man to remember, one of my favorites, certainly from my time at LaSalle, and I think we could all certainly say that. There was a first down pass to Max Schwartz, the tight end, and now up to the 47-yard line, Archbishop Wood threatening to move the ball into LaSalle territory. A flag will come on the next play, a toss sweep to number seven, Sean Thompson will await the flag. And going, going back quickly, just to talk about Coach Lickner, I you know, had him as a student as well, but um, I got to sort of, I guess, secondhand see the effect he had on, on some students. I had a brother that was on the swim team the last, well, graduated two years ago, so he was on the swim team all for, from like six years ago up until you know, he graduated in 14, and uh, I mean, from what I hear from him, he's one of the, the greatest guys that, that, you know, walked the decks, I guess, of, a, the, of the pool and, and just had such an impact on all the students he touched, on all those, all his athletes that came through on that swim program. So, uh, and just a tremendous man um, and who accomplished some tremendous feats, something I don't think we'll ever see again. We had a chop block called against Archbishop Wood. It was a 15-yard penalty all the way back to the 30-yard line. And to follow up once again, I mean, he was a guy that brightened up every room that he would go into. I remember Halloween one year, all the teachers dressed just like Frank in his traditional attire. It was really something else. Back to play here, a toss sweep. A lot of room coming up the field for Ryan Barrett the senior running back, he gets all the way up to the 45-yard line, so wipe out the 15-yard penalty, essentially. They get all that back. 6.34 to play. Third quarter, LaSalle trailing 21 to, th or 21 to three, I should say, and now we are backing them up once more. So now a hold will be called against Archbishop Wood. Back them up 10 more yards. That's to the 20-yard line. And the line to gain, guys, is the 43-yard line of the LaSalle Explorers. Just uh, one last time to go back to uh, Coach Lickner from, uh, on behalf of everyone here at Bob Long Sports and the LaSalle community. We wanted to send our, uh, our condolences to the Lickner family and to the swim team as well. And we wish the swim team the best of luck in their upcoming season. Thank you for producing that segment for us, Andrew, and certainly heartfelt words. We very much appreciate that.
Archbishop Wood now back to offense. Shotgun snap. Thrown across the middle. Catch made by number two, Mike Devlin. A gain of only five. Will be second and 32 upcoming for Archbishop Wood. The line to gain is the 43-yard line of the Explorers. Two receivers to each side, running back in the backfield. Handoff up the middle and hit right at the line of scrimmage, nudges forward for a gain of one, number seven, Sean Thompson, who's been the primary back out of the backfield, especially now that we haven't seen Blackshear after the injury. Getting back to football, you know, this is a, this is a huge opportunity for LaSalle's defense, second and, or third and 36, excuse me. Um, all you have to do is keep everything in front of you, not let anyone get in behind, not let those big receivers in uh, Mark Webb and James Gillespie get behind you and just make a play on the ball. All right, third and 36 upcoming. Freddie Mitchell out wide for Wood. Oh, wait. It's not fourth and 26 here. Out wide they come. Screen pass dropped at the 24-yard line. Rob, you're making faces at me. Why? I, the Freddie Mitchell thing, man. I, I, I don't, we'll never see another character like that, I don't think. No, we will not. The people's Four. champ. <laughs> Fourth and 36 upcoming now for Archbishop Wood. And they will punt the football. Yeah, you sort of saw, we talked about this in the first half a little bit, just about how penalties have sort of dogged this Wood offense a little bit. Um, but here, here in the second half, they, they can't overcome it on this drive and really put them in a bad situation. And LaSalle can look to take advantage. Thompson with the punt. Fielded. And was it muffed? They're going to give it to Archbishop Wood. Did Nick Ranella touch it? That's the only question. And the referees say yes, he did. They say that he touched the ball at the 44-yard line. And then it was fallen upon by Archbishop Wood. He is adamant that that did not happen. And now flags come in as the LaSalle Explorers were arguing with the officiating crew. So going from certainly bad to worse here. And now the Archbishop Wood players are jawing at LaSalle, coming off their sideline, being coddled back by the referees. Four of them now still around the ball at the 44-yard line discussing. We'll see if there is any type of reversal here. But as it stands, Archbishop Wood football, a personal foul penalty calling up against LaSalle. And actually, they're going to call a personal foul now against Wood. Didn't see a signal LaSalle's way yet. The initial flag was thrown when there were four explorers surrounded, uh, surrounding the huddled officials. But then certainly the team coming off the sideline for Archbishop Wood may have drawn some laundry as well. The initial call was Wood football. But they haven't yet to break this huddle, the four officials. Dan White is out on his own. He's coming to have a discussion with John Steinmetz. It looks like Wood's defense is coming on the field. So the referees being extremely clear with this as usual. We have no idea what's going on up here. We mentioned the Wood defense coming onto the field. LaSalle has not sent anyone onto the field. And the referees have done nothing but point the ball towards LaSalle. Now they call kick catch interference. 
which will give LaSalle the football and they will move the ball onto the wood side of midfield. Which that makes that call does make sense. Uh, Dissertation you saw, complete. We're good. <laughs> you saw um, Nick sort of wave for the fair catch and then stepped up um, to let the ball bounce over his head. And I'm guessing he was touched there by a wood defender, which would make sense. If you're calling fair catch, you're supposed to get room, whether you're legitimately going for the ball or not. And he didn't and got touched, and LaSalle keeps the ball. LaSalle will start. At the 46-yard line, the screen pass comes to Isaiah Jones, has a lot of room, cuts inside at the 30-yard line, gets hit at the 25, and is dragged down at the 20-yard line. A first down for the Explorers. That's a great play coming out of that, forcing Wood to, into the punt situation there. And uh, I, Looking at the pass coming down the line here, it almost looked like I didn't catch the number for the Wood defender, but it had a chance of being picked, but the guy didn't go up for it. Um, and then just great moves there to pick up a big chunk of yards. First down for the Explorers, and if we go back to that prior play, the punt return, the flag likely then that was thrown was not thrown because of the argument, but because it came after the discussion from the referees, and they decided that in fact it was kick-catch interference. Now Cy Madden with a seven-yard gain right up the middle. And Bob, to keep up with your uh, season tally of under center snaps, that's six now. <laughs> Trainer onto the field. Corbin Mel comes off. They will line up Liam Trainer in the line or in the tight end position, I should say. Built like a linebacker for sure. Three receivers to the near side. Ball directly in the middle of the field. Side Madden behind Ferguson in the shotgun. Five-step drop. They look for a screen. It's batted down and nearly intercepted. Number 58, Omar Peterkin. The senior offensive and defensive line specialist, he'll go both ways and could have had, could have, could have nearly gloved that with one hand and he would have been off to the races. Peter can't come up with the interception there. <laughs> uh, oh, is that, I, that's corny. And then Ferguson getting bailed out there by the, uh, by the fact that it is a defensive lineman out there. If that's a, you know, a linebacker, if that's a corner safety, we might be, uh, might be still going the other way. 3.34 to play, third quarter. LaSalle driving at the 15-yard line. The handoff to Ranella. He has blocking to the outside, to the 10, to the 5. Dives for the pylon. There's a flag on the field. They will mark him down at the 1-yard line. And we await the flag. It was thrown certainly in the area where you would consider a hold. And it is indeed holding against the Explorers. It will be downfield. So that will come back only 10 yards from where the hold happened, but that will still be a third down and somewhat sizable. So the ball still will be at the original line of scrimmage. The hold happened six yards down, I should say four yards downfield, it was third and four. We'll be third and 10 upcoming. Explorers with the 10 yard to gain. 3.28 to play, third quarter now. Two receivers out wide. It's Holland and Nielsen. Two running backs in the backfield with Ferguson, who's in the shotgun. 
The delayed handoff to Rennell, a lot of room. Needs the 10-yard line, gets the 10-yard line. Now down to the five, dragged down at the two-yard line. A first down for the Explorers, and they look to put double digits on the board with a touchdown here. Nick Rennell is a kid who plays with a lot of heart. You know, he gets the big gain, almost scores the touchdown there, gets called back. He wants the ball, he gets it right back in his hands. Nice delayed handoff, great job by Chris Ferguson selling the play and the receivers as well. And great blocking downfield to get the big first down. First and goal from the two-yard line. Ferguson in the shotgun. Heaton the only receiver. Two tight ends on the line of scrimmage. The handoff inside. Madden stumbles right away. Maybe gets a yard, but the initial stumble is what made it tough for him to get that momentum to get all the way to the end zone. Taken down. It'll be second down and goal. Ferguson now to the sideline, discussing with the coaches. He gets the next play call. Claps his hands in the huddle, and the huddle breaks. Under center they go, Corbin Mel the fullback. Side Madden, the deep back, the sneak up the middle. That's enough, a touchdown. Ferguson dives forward for the touchdown for the Explorers. It's 21 to nine, and on comes Mike Rasek to make this an 11-point game. How about the answer from the LaSalle Explorers here in the second half? You have, you'd have to wonder coming into this game, as, as we spoke about uh, beforehand, without McDermott out on the field as an offensive line, you have to wonder how much that affected the run game, and maybe that is why you know LaSalle looked to the pass early on, but now the run game looks great. Great score for the Explorers. Savage on for the extra point. It's up and good. And it is a two-possession game. Not only that, a field goal and a touchdown with a two-point conversion away from tying it at this point. Well, Sal has their eyes set on competing this fourth quarter. And you got to like how after the, the sort of dead-looking offense uh, in the first half came out here in the second half and really put – I mean, they made this a game. Um, it was really – they had a chance of letting it get away from themselves and um, just didn't, you know, they've shown fight here early in the second half and uh, are pulling, scratching and clawing their way back. Certainly, you guys remember last year, a legendary comeback for the LaSalle team against Archbishop Wood. Would be crazy not to bring that up at this point here. We're down by double digits for a long portion of last year's game and came back in a big way in the third and fourth quarter. Here they are once again, 10 unanswered points at home. It's homecoming weekend, the whiteout. They're trying to see if they can catch lightning in a bottle two years in a row. Now caught by number four, Jordan Johnson. Doesn't have a lot of room on the return up to the 27-yard line. Will be first down and 10 upcoming for Archbishop Wood. The Explorers coming out of halftime with just a fire lit under them now. They're definitely getting after it. Uh, the beneficiary again of a couple of, a number of penalties against Wood, I should say. Um, not too often you're going to end up converting when you're uh, stuck in second and 42. Um, but LaSalle's team been playing great. The defense been able to hold on here, and we'll hope to see that uh, stay the same for the rest of the second half. At 6-4, Anthony Russo brings his team out to the field. The elite 11 quarterback who's diced the defense of the Explorers in the first half. It's a five receiver set. The fumble. LaSalle is on top of it. LaSalle has the football. The inside handoff to Raheem Blackshear went wrong. 
And here comes the LaSalle Explorer defense running up the field, led by number five, Anthony Piscopo. Chris Ferguson and the offense have a shot to get the Explorers right back in this one. And that was just a botched handoff there, Bob. You know, wood offense coming out of that jet sweep. That's We haven't seen it work all. Haven't seen it work all night, and it, it doesn't there, and it has all sorts of shades of Nelson Aguilar dropping that pass last Sunday. And now it sets the Explorers up in great field position here. And it's interesting to see Blackshear back in the game. His first play back in action drops the ball in the handoff. Play fake up the middle. Ranella touchdown for the Explorers. How about the play from Chris Ferguson? He saw it down the field, sent it right down the middle. Nick Ranella finds the seam, and the Explorers are right back in this one. It's 21 to 16, and you hear the crowd right now. They are alive here at Plymouth White March High School. This LaSalle sideline was dead up until these last few plays. Now they've come alive. It's electric. I can feel, I can feel the atmosphere getting even more tense as it just as it was at the beginning of the game. Now we're looking at potentially a one score. They elect to go for the extra point. It's 21 to 17 as Savage bangs it through. And the Explorers have all the momentum here this evening. The still capacity crowd. Not a lot of people left here at half, and they are making themselves heard. They stayed for a reason. What was once a three-touchdown deficit for the Explorers is now turning into quite the game. 17 unanswered in just under 10 minutes of football, including 14 points in the last minute of play. And I'll tell you what, guys, this is really what this game was supposed to be. Number two versus number five. And this is what you come out on a Saturday night for. And Andrew, Bob, I, I don't know about you guys. I'm, I'm sitting here with chills right now. This is just to see this comeback. 17 points in 10 minutes after just an, an incredible play by the offense, getting the forced, well, the unforced fumble by the defense and, and going that quickly. One play down the field. Man, you, you can feel it. It's electric here right now. Explorers on to kick off once again. Becoming an all too familiar practice for them. Savage will come at it from the far hash. Kicking left to right on your radio dial for the third time this half. He'll kick it short. It'll bounce at the 20. Picked up at the 15. Cut to the outside. A lot of room up to the 40. Cut across to the 45. Has blocking and is taken down inside LaSalle territory all the way down to the 43. A good answer by the Vikings. A little bit of a skirmish on the far sideline as well between the members of the LaSalle special teams unit and those standing on the bench for Archbishop Wood. No laundry on the field, though. They'll start from the LaSalle 43-yard line. And again, you don't like to see that, uh, you know, that type of return on a short kickoff. But going back to the touchdown pass, it's great to see Ferguson come out there. First play, the Steinmetz, Coach Steinmetz trusts in him, has him throw up, throws a perfect strike to Ranella. Ranella comes down with it in the end zone. Great play. Wood back onto the field, I formation. Expects some ground and pound here. Instead, play fake. They go over the top. It's just past the outstretched arm of number 18, Mark Webb. And Guys, I think that's something where Webb could have laved out for, decides not to. And now Webb is 
down on the field at about the one yard line. So that was a nice throw from Russo. I think Webb had the opportunity to lay out for it. It would have been about a 45 yard gain. Instead, it'll be second and 10. Speaking of laying out, the, the man who caught the touchdown, Nick Ranella, laid out there to, to get him by the ankles to, to try to prevent the catch. And yep. uh, it seems like that's where he's injured somewhere with one of his legs. Would have been about, it was a 40-yard toss from Russo. Webb still down on the field. Two minutes to play, third quarter. Wood with a really impressive run back to get themselves into LaSalle territory. They needed some type of momentum. And then they tried to steal it all back in one throw from Russo. Just past that outstretched arm. And this LaSalle defense, they've been beaten a lot in the secondary. They need to be able to either keep up with these guys or they may have to play off them a little bit more. Comes back, I guess, a little bit to the bend, don't break. You know, there's little, seems like, seems like they did get that glue that I mentioned at, uh, at halftime to put the, put the defense back together. And you know, they're, they're holding on. Now that we talk about Webb being down, a little bit of an emerging storyline. We've seen Blackshear get banged up. Now we see Webb banged up. Not 100% this Wood team that has been as impressive as anyone in the entire state this year. As we mentioned, their last three games, they outscored their opponents 145-14. to That was a 49-8 win over Prep Charter, a 48-6 win against West Catholic, and a 48-0 win against Archbishop Ryan. Still down on the field is Mark Webb. Ball will be spotted at the 43-yard line. And while we have this break, Andrew is a LaSalle senior. Would you like to, and first of all, great to have you on the air. You're the first student that we've had associated with this new broadcasting program that we're having at LaSalle. First of all, hope you're enjoying yourself and, and having a good time and learning a little bit at the same time. Yeah, thank you, Bob. I'm learning so much every time I'm in the booth. This is my third time up here, and I, I love every second of it. Uh, it's, it's great to get some airtime and, you know, be, be one of the, the voices of, you know, LaSalle senior class here on uh, Bob Long Sports. And what has caught your eye in the sporting world doesn't have to be LaSalle, but you know whether it's another sport of LaSalle or another sport altogether, we have the MLB playoffs going, certainly NFL. What's catching your eye these days? Wow. Uh, putting me on the spot a little bit, but uh, it's <laughs> got to be, it's got to be I think the teams in the NFL that are 4-0 and and then just the Eagles and that the Falcons <laughs> are 4-0, the Bengals are 4-0, and then you've got the Eagles who, you know, with some you know, with an injured Cody Parkey and then Caleb Sturgis both uh, missing field goals that could have potentially uh, won a couple games sitting at 1-3 and three. and you know, just seeing how how uh, stagnant the, the Eagles offense has been in comparison to I, I guess sem uh, similar to of uh, the LaSalle offense in the first half, you know, gaining very minimal yards, especially on the on the ground. LaSalle, as we mentioned earlier, having a net of negative one. Andrew, you mentioned the kicking for the Eagles. It's been atrocious, but I think it's very arguable that the best kicker in the state of Pennsylvania right now is either from a college or a high school program because what you've seen is as bad as the Eagles kicking has been, the Pittsburgh Steelers kicking has been worse. And uh, I don't know, the Keystone State not providing a lot of kickers at this very moment. They are not. No, you got to feel for Josh Scobie uh, coming, getting traded for, coming in, and then missing a couple of a uh, couple of huge field goals in that uh, in that loss to the Ravens. As um, it appears that Webb has uh, been helped off the field. 
Now Wood will break the huddle, as you mentioned, Andrew. Webb, after a rather large period of time down on the field, finally helped off. It'll be second and 10 upcoming. From the LaSalle 43-yard line, the toss comes to Blackshear, who's back into the game and motors for about 10 yards, maybe just shy of the first down. Will be second and one upcoming. Ball will be spotted just shy of the 33-yard line. They need about the 32 and a half to get a first down. Third and one upcoming now for Archbishop Wood. A big spot here and likely four down territory. Into the I formation they go. Blackshear once again in the backfield. They'll hand it up the middle and they're stuffing them. They got him. it's a loss of one yard. Sean Thompson was the fullback. We've seen him in the tailback position, but that time, fist down on the ground in the fullback position. The stop comes for the Explorers, and it's fourth down and two. Before that play, I was going to say, I, I wonder if they, were, they would run up the middle, as they've had a lot of success running the outside and obviously throwing the ball behind the arm of Anthony Russo. Now it appears that Wood will be going for it on fourth down, and we'll see, uh, see what they're breaking out of their playbook. Well, Bridget here, fourth and a long one. Two receivers to the near side, ball on the far hash, I formation. They fake the handoff, they have the guy on the outside, but he falls. It's gonna be very, very close, and it looks like he may have it by a half yard, depending on the spot. They do give him the first down, it was Sean Thompson. 13-7, On the rollout there from number 13, Anthony Russo. A little bit too far of a throw and, and nearly resulted in that knee going down behind that first down marker. But a first down and 10 upcoming for Archbishop Wood. 58 seconds to play third quarter. The sweep to the outside. Blackshear has a lot of room. Can LaSalle string it out? It's going to be a gain of seven yards. as He goes down just inside the 25-yard line. Second down and four upcoming, it looks like, from here. Ball will be spotted at the 24. 27 seconds to play. Clock running in the third quarter. Archbishop Wood going right to left on your radio dial, trying to answer 17 unanswered points to this point from LaSalle. They don't need to run a play here in this third quarter. Clock at 10 play clock at 13 and they're not going to run anything. They'll take it to the fourth quarter with a 21 to 17 lead in the first 24 minutes of play. Archbishop Wood scored 21 points and it could have been a lot worse. LaSalle in the last 12 minutes scored 17 points including 14 in the last uh, in, in one minute of play with about two to three minutes left to go in this quarter and now just a four point game guys with 12 minutes to play. Setting up to be an excellent fourth quarter here. You got Wood driving. Um, got a big, big second and third down coming up. Um, see if the LaSalle defense can hold them here as they're getting deeper into their own territory. But I, either way, I mean, the, the that that was a huge third quarter for the Explorers and brought themselves right back into this game. And um, it's going to be a wild finish. 
And you have to think, depending on where Wood gets to, what is field goal range for them? Will they even go for a field goal? We've seen their offense come out a number of times here on fourth, fourth and short, fourth and medium. So uh, it'll be a big storyline to watch as to whether they will have faith in the kicking game, which their kicker has already missed one, uh, one field goal earlier tonight. A field goal apiece missed. Savage one for two. And again, going back to that last touchdown, they decided to kick the extra point as opposed to going for two. And speaks to a lot about the confidence they have in that offense that they're going to be able to have another opportunity in theory if they need to, to go for two. But now they're going to need a touchdown in order to tie or take the lead. And now a flag will be thrown. It will likely be motion against Archbishop Wood. It is indeed a five-yard penalty. We'll send them back to the 36-yard line. We'll be first, or I'm sorry, will not be. We'll go back to the 29-yard line. It'll be second down and about eight. Eleven fifty-eight to play. Final quarter of play here from Plymouth White Marsh High School. LaSalle trailing twenty-one to seventeen against Archbishop Wood. Into the I formation they go. Second and eight. Timeout will be called by LaSalle. That's their second used timeout of the half. Second and eight upcoming after the timeout. And if you're the LaSalle defensive coordinator and some of the coaches, what have you seen out of this defense? What do you need to see here on this drive? Yeah, it's, it's a tough call. If, I, you know, if Sean McDermott was still here, I might ask him to help with this answer. Um, but, I mean, they, they've shown... They've shown real grit against the run game here, stuffing up the middle. You, you want to kind of watch the stretch plays that they've shown success, uh, that Woods' offense has shown success with. Um, but also, at the same time, you got to be careful not to, you know, let yourself get beat deep, as, as Russo with, has shown with his arm. Uh, he's accurate. So, I mean, there's a lot to defend, which is obviously what's making it really difficult for Wood. the Explorers all night here. Wood has gone with a lot of play action passes and. That has opened up some big opportunities. I absolutely agree. And the athletes that they've been able to put onto the field have made things very difficult at times for LaSalle. They've stepped up here in the third quarter, and they've had a turnover to boot, which really set them up. Now we'll see what they can do. It's second and eight for the Explorers. Sweep to the outside, Blackshear. Lemke tries to chase him down, can't. A first down will be gained by number 14, Rasheem Blackshear, down to the 15-yard line. It's a big play for Archbishop Wood there, guys. Now they continue to move down the field, and LaSalle, 11.50 to play here in the fourth quarter, will be very well served to hold them to a field goal at this point. One thing for the LaSalle defense to watch, we've uh, we've talked about some of those play action passes. They've come from you know under uh, I forms, uh, just like Woods out now. Now the inside handoff comes in to Raheem Blackshear. Blackshear with about two yards. And Woods done a great job of you know using their I formation, taking advantage of their playmakers from you know different uh, spots on the field like Blackshear. But uh, 
I believe it's been made famous by uh, John Gruden, the Spider 2Y banana, with uh, the <laughs> the fullback running a beautiful banana, as he would call it, uh, with the tight end going on a post to the corner. They've been running that very well and finding the fullback just about every time uh, for a nice chunk of yards. So the South defense has to stay at home and you know look to get out wide and stop the fullback. Toss sweep now. Blackshear doesn't have a ton of room. Finds a little bit of a seam. Call it two yards, nudging towards three as he has some forward progress and gets pushed through by the pile. And Isaiah Jones falls out of the pile as if he was pushed. No flag. He, with palms to the sky, wonders why. Will be third down at about four. Spotted all the way down at the nine yard line, an extra two yards after the pile pushed him forward, kept the forward progress moving. Third and four, they need the five yard line. A big spot here in this game, 10-13 to play. Archbishop Wood looking to take a greater than one score lead in the I formation. They hand it off, not gonna get there. About a yard short, will be fourth down and one. That was very close there. Before the snap, I believe that was uh, Anthony Piscopo, senior defensive end, who looked like he jumped, but it looked like, I guess he was able to keep himself out of the neutral zone and uh, stay onside. Fourth down and one. 20 seconds to play on the play clock. Still no decision made by Archbishop Wood. We'll likely get a timeout here as the clock ticks down. They're going to think about this one a little bit. Quarterback still with the coach with seven seconds to go on the play clock. And they'll give him a timeout now as the play clock approach zero. 9.20 to play, fourth quarter. Decision time here for Archbishop Wood. A fourth and one upcoming from the six yard line of LaSalle would be about a 23 yard field goal. Ball directly in the middle of the field would be a straight on kick. What do you guys think? In my opinion, uh, I fun with it's almost a no-brainer, even which is kind of crazy to say to, to go for it. I believe you know going up by you know it'd be one full score if they do kick this field goal, it'd be 24-17. LaSalle can still drive down and, and tie it, and if if you have as much confidence in your uh, in your quarterback as you know anyone would with Anthony Russo at the helm, um, you have to believe that he'd be able to lead a drive in, in at just about any scenario. So I think there'll be. Uh, Possibly a QB sneak, maybe another uh, another fullback run up the middle to, to try to get this first down. Rob, the riverboat gambler, what do you think? I, You know, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, but at the same time, I if you have confidence in your quarterback, um, you, you take the points, give yourself you know, the opportunity to, to be up seven. Uh, and then if LaSalle does come drive the ball down the field, 9.20-ish left, it's probably another drive or two in there. You're confident that your your Rutgers, soon-to-be Rutgers quarterback is, is going to be able to at least get one more scoring drive for you. So I, I don't think you want to fall behind. Um, if LaSalle does manage to go for a, a touchdown drive of their own to answer this here, but I, as much of a gambler as you like to think I am, Bob, here I, I would play it safe, but it, it doesn't look like they're going to do that. I formation, just one tight end on the right-hand side. Two receivers to the far side. The sneak comes and it will be a first down, two yard gain from number 13, the big quarterback, Anthony Russo. And when you get 6'4", 225 moving downfield like that, it's tough to stop that forward progression. Andrew, uh, you, you would have doubled up there, my man. 
Thank you, Rob. Uh, <laughs> I also like to think that, um, you know, inside, they'd be, LaSalle will be starting at the six-yard line if you don't pick up anything there. Um, so, again, you're pinning the Explorer offense back, even though they have been playing well as of late. Um, I think it's a good call. Now single back set. Trips to the far side. They'll sweep it outside. Blackshear gets tied up in the backfield and goes down for a loss of two yards. Initial contact from number 14, Isaiah Jones, and then was wrapped up by a cavalcade of Explorers. Isaiah Jones did a great job there of getting out and containing the pitch. They've been doing a lot of those uh, sweet plays to the outside, to the, to the open side of the field with trips uh, out there blocking for um, most of the time it would be Blackshear as he's been uh, moving around the field and been spending a lot of the time tonight in the backfield. But again, great job by LaSalle's defense of containing it, keeping it inside, and uh, wrapping them up for a loss. Second down and goal from the six. Same formation, single back set. And now the fake pitch. Nowhere to go, though. The Explorers got in the backfield. Isaiah Jones was in there on the stop. Zobel was there as well. And it'll be third and six upcoming with six to play. They need a touchdown to convert a first down. And I'm surprised here on the first two plays, uh, Wood you know, had first and goal that um, with, with how successful they've been with the play action pass down by the goal line here that we haven't seen it yet. I, if I'm LaSalle, I don't know, maybe that's what I look for here on third down. Play of the ball game so far here, gentlemen. Two tight ends on the end, an eye formation, ball's loose on the ground. Russo able to cover up on it. And they will at least assure themselves an opportunity to kick the field goal, but far from the first botched snap in this game. Now it'll be fourth down from the five yard line. He actually got back to the line of scrimmage, maybe even got a half yard, believe it or not, based on the spot. But it will be fourth and goal from the five. They will kick the field goal from the far hash. These explorers are hungry for a block. I know they practice it all week in practice. Kick is up and it is good. So Archbishop Wood breathes a sigh of relief after the snap was botched and Russo was able to fall on it. That assured them the opportunity for three points there. Yeah, but as, as good as the drive looked for uh, Wood there and, and getting the three points, I'm sure is big for them. Um, but that, that was just an ugly three set, three downs right there for them. You got the uh, Explorers busting into the backfield, breaking up a run, stuffing Russo on, on another draw, the fake the fake toss, uh, and then the botched fumble, the botched snap that he fumbled and was able to recover it. So I, if I'm LaSalle, I'm, I'm excited there that you know the defense was able to step up and hold them to just three. Explorers now trail by seven, but by all respects, you'd have to consider that a win for the LaSalle defense. The drive started at the LaSalle 43 after a really nice return from Jordan Johnson, and they were able to stop him just shy of that goal line. They had goal to go from the four, but were unable to capitalize. Now, once again, it'll be Dan Zanine to kick it fairly shallow. It'll be Walls once again with the fair catch, this time at the 27-yard line. And that's been the bread of butter and butter all day long for Archbishop Wood, trying to keep the ball out of Heaton's hands. And certainly Rinella has shown the ability to run it back as well. Definitely keeping the, the ball out of the hands of playmakers. But just to go back real quick, um, 
We in the booth here were wondering a little bit why uh, Coach Simons did not go for two when uh, the Explorers had scored to make it 21-16. to 16. Now that call to go for the extra point makes a lot more sense as they were able to, to hold Wood to the field goal. Now it's a seven-point game as opposed to if you don't get it, again, an eight-point game. Now let me ask you this, though, guys. They're a long way from the end zone, and I will discuss my perusal after this play here. One receiver to the near side ball on the far hash. Isaiah Jones comes in motion. Inside handoff to side Madden, has some room. Cuts up past the 35-yard line, up to the 38. Good enough for 11 and a first down for the Explorers. Now, if they get a touchdown here, let's say they get it with three minutes left. Riverboat Gambler Rob, do you go for two? Now we're talking. See, the, the, the way they've been running the ball with side like this, um, you know, it, why not? Go for it all. You, got, you don't get many opportunities to knock off a top five team in the state. And, you know, it's homecoming. All the momentum's in your favor this second half. Let's do it. Ferguson in the shotgun, inside handoff to Madden. Tons of room. Up past midfield. Cuts inside to the 40. Cuts inside again. Coming to the near hash and down at the 37-yard line. A big run and a first down for the Explorers. Bob, at this pace, doesn't look like we'll need to be uh, worrying about going for two with three minutes left. Uh, hopefully LaSalle can keep this, this offense turning at this pace and give them the defense a chance to get another stop and uh, set them, their offense up with uh, last possession of the game. 6.25 to play, fourth quarter. Explorers moving the ball down the field into wood territory, and it's been an entirely different second half for this Explorer team. In the shotgun, two receivers in the backfield, two receivers out wide, ball on the near hash. Inside handoff to Ranella, has some room up to the 32-yard line, a gain of five. It's a great job by the offensive line of LaSalle to pave the way there for Nick Ranella, and they've paved the way for Side Madden as well. Some gaping holes and a tired Archbishop Wood defense right now. Spotted at the 31-yard line, so we will now call it a gain of six that time from Nick Ranella. Second and four upcoming, 5.33 to play. Clock running here in the final quarter of play. Archbishop Wood drawn offside by the hard count of the Explorers. It'll be five yards and a first down. The Explorers will come all the way down to the 26-yard line, will be first and 10 after the penalty. What more can you say? Quite a turnaround here, guys. Definitely is a huge turnaround. And as I see, uh, as I saw Ferguson walk over to the sideline to get the play call, even, you know, with the drawing them off sides like that, you know, thing that a lot of the guys are getting excited about. He stays calm, cool, and collected, gets over to the sideline. He's getting the play in, and he's leading these guys, you know, with a purpose. Two receivers now to the far side. Nick Ranella, Holland out there as well. He'll roll to that side, throw to Ranella, who makes the play at the 20-yard line and falls forward to the 19, a gain of seven for the Explorers. Second and three upcoming. 4.45 to play in the fourth quarter. LaSalle was down 21 to nothing at half against Archbishop Wood, and here they are, driving down inside the red zone, down by just seven. They break the huddle. Chris Ferguson again in the shotgun. 
Side Madden to his left. Two receivers to the near side. Ball is on the far hash. Inside handoff to Madden, makes one man miss, then gets stood up at about the 18. He will go down. And now some late contact. Liam Trainer dusted up with Max Schwartz, who doubles as a tight end and a defensive end. No laundry on the field, though, as a result. Inside four minutes to play. Third down and two. Got to say two down territory here, guys. 3.45 to play. 20 seconds on the play clock. They will need just shy of the 16-yard line to get a first. Here they are at the 18. In the shotgun, a little bit of confusion, bit of a broken play. Thrown to Heaton, and he makes the catch. And I should say number one there, Holland. Troy Holland there, the sophomore. Haven't seen a ton of him this year, but in the opportunities that we have, starting with that DeMatha game, he has been good in spots like these and goes down and makes a really nice play for a first down. They're doing a good job of getting uh, getting Ferguson moving a little bit. Two plays ago, rolling to his right. Last play, turning to his left and making the throw. First down and 10 from the 12-yard line. They need the two-yard line for a first down. Rolling to his strong side, thrown over the middle, tipped. He was looking for Nick Ranella. And it was Dan Freeman with a great breakup. The defensive back did not make contact, came over the top, but didn't contact before the ball got there. Second and 10. It's a big time play by a big time player in a big time game. Two receivers now to the far side. Ball on the near hash side. Madden in the backfield with Chris Ferguson. Ferguson takes the snap. Inside handoff. Madden has room to the 10, to the 5. Dives for the end zone. Touchdown. Explores. Side Madden, he does it again. It is now a one-point game away, awaiting a Matt Savage extra point attempt. Or are we, Bob? Or are or we? we? 2.57 to play, fourth quarter. They're going to send out Matt Savage, number six, to kick the extra point to try to tie this game up. Savage up and good, and we are tied at Plymouth White March High School, number two versus number five in the state at 21 nothing at half. You didn't really think this one was going to disappoint, did you? Of course not. <laughs> Ryan, right, this the was, whole time. Oh, I no, my hands were never in my face in this booth, and I my my heart was never down in my stomach. You know, you gotta have faith. I mean, you just think back to last year, the, the comeback of that that game. I mean, you never count these explorers out. It's just they've they've shown too much grit, too much fight all year long, and I mean they did it again. And you know, as much as I would have loved to see them go for two, you, you get you get tied up there, and it, it's just it's a great feeling to be back level. It does a lot for your team to claw back like that and, and just put yourself in a position here with three minutes left. I mean, the D, every every phase of the game has stepped up here, and it's it's just great to see. And I, it's going to be a sprint to the finish here. And now becoming a factor, the LaSalle sideline again coming back to life as um, 
LaSalle will be kicking from right to left on your radio dial, and Wood will be, sorry for stealing your thunder there, Bob. <laughs> Wood will be standing, uh, we driving away from LaSalle's sideline, but uh, we'll see if they can have any effect on uh, the play calls coming in. He will approach the ball. Savage will from only three yards out. Two steps and kicks it somewhat deep to about the 11-yard line. LaSalle needs to make a play on Johnson here, and they do. Ball looks to maybe come loose momentarily. And now LaSalle joining. And now comes the flag. We'll see who it's against. That, that very well might come against LaSalle here, guys. Trey McNeil was in tight there. After the tackle was made, Lajeunesse number 31 was in there as well. We'll see where this penalty comes. It'll be a personal foul against somebody. And the LaSalle penalty and the Wood penalty will offset. So a glorified slap on the wrist. Two offsetting personal foul calls which does exactly nothing. Would have been huge going either way. Absolutely. And, and you know what? That's the right thing, Andrew. Don't you think for these referees not to decide this game with a 15-yard penalty right now? Definitely. And, you know, Wood's been plagued by penalties as of late, and it's definitely helped LaSalle get back into the game. But uh, it would be a shame to have a 15-yard penalty be looked back upon with the tie game, 250 left, and say, you know, that was really the, you know, the, the straw that broke the horse's back. Now a full-on team meeting. John Steinmetz calls the entire LaSalle football roster over to the 38-yard line where they are currently meeting. And now they disperse. And th I think that's because there has been some drawing going on throughout the whole game. There have been guys going back and forth. LaSalle guys getting amped up, coming back from down 21. You know, definitely emotions are going to become a part of that. And uh, looks like that was a collective team warning for LaSalle. 2.50 to play. Archbishop Wood will start from their own 32-yard line. They've scored three points this half. LaSalle with 24 in this second half of play. Still 2.50 in eternity to go before this is decided. Looks like there was some early movement. Now they'll throw over the top. Catch made by number 10 all the way down to the 37-yard line of LaSalle. That was Gianni Cruel. Guys, I thought there was some movement from the right tackle there just a little bit early, a, a titch early before that ball was snapped. Not called, though. Now 2.44 to play. Clock stopped momentarily and will not start before the snap. And now Archbishop Wood will burn a timeout. There's a lot of confusion. Uh, you can see their line was set and ready to go, but skill position guys coming and going, and they just didn't know what was going on there. Will be a first down and 10 from the 37-yard line of a LaSalle. Archbishop Wood trying to answer. The equalizing score came from LaSalle on a side Madden run in the fourth quarter. Just a few minutes ago, Archbishop Wood takes a shot down the field able to come up with it there. That's where this LaSalle defense, Andrew, has been beat more so than anywhere else. Yeah, and again, going back to two weeks ago against Malvern, the, the top got taken off the defense a number of times, but I guess you could say it got closed right back, right back up as, um, you know, receivers for Malvern weren't able to come up with catches that would have, you know, 
possibly won them the game, would have put the game away for them. Um, potentially, you know, 14, 21 points coming off the board and they lose by seven. Um, so, you know, LaSalle's defense has been the beneficiary of, again, a couple drops throughout the night that would have been touchdown passes. But um, looks like we'll... Uh, yeah, Andrew, you're going to help me out here. Everyone's putting their phones on a, oh. on a flashlight yes. on both sides. What is that? Usually that starts with one person, and I don't know if it's an intimidation tactic or if it's just to mess with the other student section, but I, that started definitely with one person, and it spread to both sidelines. <laughs> Glistening in the air, we have the cell phones of both teams and both student sections as the toss sweep comes out wide to number 14, Raheem Blackshear, a gain of nine. And then everyone realizes that their cell phone batteries are going to quickly drain and, <laughs> and the show comes to an end. Never in my life, gentlemen. I couldn't even have begun to explain to you what was happening there. It's like the new lighter thing that you see that at concerts now, Bob. I don't, you know. Right, but the band was playing Carry On yeah, by Wayward Son by Kansas. <laughs> That's not exactly that type of song. Oh. Second and one upcoming, I formation. Handoff. Looks like enough for a first down, but not much more. Dan Freeman, the running back, the junior. Seen a little bit more of him recently on the carry. Gets the first down. And now, guys, we need to talk a little bit about time here. Under two minutes to play. Clock will start running here on the official's whistle. One timeout for the Explorers and Archbishop Wood nudging towards field goal range. I formation, two wide receivers out wide. The inside handoff, no room whatsoever. Going down at the line of scrimmage is number seven, Sean Thompson. And Bob, just before you, uh, just before you said that, I was thinking to myself, you know, with, it was a minute 59 on the clock. Now we're at a minute 32 and counting. Both teams with one timeout. You have to wonder if those early timeouts in the second half by LaSalle will end up coming back to hurt them. As Wood, still not in field goal range, definitely going to have to pick up a couple, at least one more first down uh, to give their kicker a shot at it. But you know, we'll see how it plays out from here. Archbishop Wood in no hurry whatsoever. From the 26-yard line, they will snap it with a minute 10 to play. They send the toss sweep outside. Dan Freeman hit about a yard or two past the initial line of scrimmage. LaSalle thinks there's a fumble. Isaiah Jones jumping up and down. And the head official, Dan White, says he was down. Now we'll have a stoppage from the referee. 49.7 to play. The ball will be spotted at the 23 and a half yard line. Would be a 40 yard field goal. And the clock is now running. 46 seconds to play. Play clock at 22 seconds. They can take this down almost all the way to the end. Another gain of five or so yards will put them in somewhat comfortable field goal range. Archbishop Wood in a tie game, 24-24. We'll start in the I formation. Play action fake, they'll come back to the other side. They have blocking, it's Freeman to the 15, Freeman to the 10, and he's tackled right there for a first down. 20.3 to play here in the fourth and final quarter of this football game. And Archbishop Wood is in field goal range. Will have a chance to win this football game on the leg of number 45, Dan Zanin. 
Now the handoff to the inside. They get it up towards the middle of the field. And now he's nudged back towards that far hash mark. Six seconds to play. Now down to four. Now down to two. And the timeout, the final one for Archbishop Wood, is called with 2.4 seconds to play. We are deadlocked here at Plymouth White Marsh High School. And we will see the field goal unit for Archbishop Wood with a chance to win the game outright in regulation. And we'll definitely see another timeout here from Coach Steinmetz after they get set up trying to ice the kicker, which in high school it's very, very possible to do. Um, get the kicker, you know, get him thinking a little bit more about it, you know, get him standing out there, hearing the, the screams from the LaSalle sideline and the silence from his own sideline. Uh, we'll, we'll see if the kicker can handle the pressure. They initially tried to hand it off to the fullback, number seven, Sean Thompson, in order to get him off tackle, essentially, and towards the middle of the field in between the hash marks, but he was driven back, and it is almost right on that far hash mark, same hash marks they use in college, which can make for tough angles, especially on close field goals. This one will be 25 yards out on the far hash. It'll be off the right foot of Dan Zanin. He'll start to the left of the field goal post from his vantage point. The final play of regulation, Dan Zanin on to kick. Number two, Mike Devlin as the holder. A timeout will be called the final one for the LaSalle Explorers. They want Zanin to think about it a little bit. I mentioned it earlier, these LaSalle guys, uh, I know for a fact that in practice every week, uh, from the beginning of the season actually, they've been, they've been told, you know, all right, we want to block, you know, 10 field goals this season. Well, that's, you know, that seems like a lot. They, these guys, the coaches ask a lot of these guys, and if there's any time to make a big play, it's right now. How did we get here? 21 to nothing in the first half. Archbishop Wood punched LaSalle in the mouth. LaSalle came back with a field goal in the second, or I should say the beginning of the second half, beginning of the third quarter, kind of innocuously. Then a touchdown came, a fumble came on the very next play from scrimmage for Archbishop Wood. On the very next play after that, it was another score for the Explorers. Got them to 21-17, a field goal later for Archbishop Wood. And then Cy Madden put in the tying score to knot it up at 24 apiece. Final play of regulation. Number two, Archbishop Wood. Number five, LaSalle. A 25-yard field goal separates Archbishop Wood from its first victory in the PCL. It is up. And it is good. Archbishop Wood comes into Plymouth White Marsh High School and survives after a furious second half rally from the LaSalle Explorers. Explorers drops to three and two on the year. Archbishop Wood still perfect. And the student section rushes the field on the road at Plymouth White Marsh High School. Your final score, 27 for Archbishop Wood, 24 for LaSalle. What an effort from both teams, a game worthy of number two versus number five for certain. And I don't think in the uh, in regard to the rankings, LaSalle can drop too much. I don't think they could really hang their heads over this game. You know, coming going into halftime 21-0 down, 
everyone's counting you out of the game. And, you know, they took advantage of uh, miscues by Archbishop Wood. And just in the end, it wasn't enough. You know, uh, wow, these guys just, I could, I could see how hard these guys fought. I know a bunch of these seniors, and it, it's heartbreaking to see them lose like this. But, you know, there's a lot of good things to build off of going into next week against St. Joe's Prep. For the Vikings of Archbishop Wood, redemption is sweet. Last year, some could argue they gave that game away. And LaSalle played very, very well in that second half. We saw much of the same here this afternoon. But Archbishop Wood able to survive on the road, which you need to do to be a really, really good team, which they certainly are. We saw good things out of Russo today. A lot out of Blackshear as well. On the LaSalle side of things, Side Madden once again continues his ability to find creases almost anywhere in the field. Nick Rinella with another touchdown pass. He can do everything for this team. And you saw the LaSalle defense get a little more staunch here in the second half. A lot to build from, like you said, Andrew. Yeah, I, I, just to echo everything that you guys are saying, I mean, it's, it's a heartbreaking loss, but the way they fought, uh, back in the second half, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to look forward to uh, and be happy about going forward. Uh, I, you know, they're not going to really probably sleep well tonight or maybe at all this weekend going into practice next week, but, I mean, they got to get reset and focused, and it's a big game next week. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a great week of preparation for them and, and look for them to come out hopefully a little stronger in the start of next week's game. But, I mean, you don't want to – you don't want to – let this affect you too much. So I know this this is a group of guys that'll move past this pretty quickly and and you know be ready for what's what's sure to be another huge game next week. Next weekend we will be here. Arch uh, Archbishop Wood comes up with the victory tonight. Now before this game, the victors at this very field was St. Joseph's Prep. That is who LaSalle will play next on this very field, a home game for the Explorers. St. Joe's Prep won 28 to 5 today a very very impressive effort from them it'll be a lot to ask of this LaSalle team to come back it's actually a 1 p.m. kick next Saturday final score here from Plymouth White Marsh High School Archbishop Wood 27 LaSalle 24 for all of us here at Bob Long Sports for my color commentators Rob Stott Andrew Zarilli I am Bob Long have a safe Happy and healthy Columbus Day weekend, and we'll see you guys next Saturday, 1 p.m., right here on Bob Long Sports.